Welcome back, everybody. Episode 50. Five see the big 5-0. We made it. Jiu-Jitsu oh, Dummies Podcast. We're sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a purple belt. Fight Sports Coral Springs. You can check me out on Instagram at Uncle Milty BJJ. Bo behind the camera. This knucklehead over here. Hey, what's going on? Yourself? I'm Junior. Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt. Felipe and Sofia Morante. Fight Sports Coral Springs. I'm a hobbyist jiu-jitsu right. guy as opposed to what we got coming on right <laughs> now. Officially, Junior actually put out a post. He's retired. He That's... put out a retirement post. Black and white, all dramatic. He's retired because of his shoulder. I'm retired. So we'll see. We'll ho- see. I'm a hobbyist. I got to retire. All right. So we actually debated how were we? How do you introduce somebody of your stature in our world? It's like, do you say, do we give you accolades and talk about all the things you've done? Because it's like everybody everybody knows you. How the hell do you do this? So, Wagner Rocha, Fafa Rocha, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate you so much. Um, we usually go into the where did you come from? How did you start jujitsu? So, let's just get that out of the way. Tell me about how you found jujitsu. And... I know how you found jujitsu, but you found it much later than him. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna let you both speak. So uh, tell us about how you found jujitsu. Uh, funny story. So I was uh, <clears throat> born in Brazil, raised in in the United States, and uh, in the you know nineties, late you know early two thousands, you know when the UFC kind of started like <clears throat> trending. I started to watch it, and uh, and I realized there was a, a Brazilian family that uh, knew this art that was special, and uh, it, it kind of made me curious. And but I didn't wasn't curious enough to go look to find it, and uh, it eventually found me. Um, I eventually went to Brazil for a vacation uh, with family vacation when I was about sixteen. And I had sprouted, and I got real big. And I'm actually probably one of the biggest in my family. My my parents are like junior size; they're they're small. Thanks for the compliment. You know, short, I'll you know. take that from back so, in Rocha. I'll take that compliment any day. Most of my family members are small, you know. They're and I'm like five eleven. So I but tough as shit, right? But yeah, they're all tough. Okay. Yeah, they're Perfect. all they're all tough. They're roaches, so they're tough. <laughs> but you know, I had sprouted, and I got to Brazil, and my cousins had. Do, beat the crap out of me and you know every vacation that I, I ever made to brazil i was like i had that want to beat him up i wanted to like i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna make some sort of confrontation for us to like wrestle or yeah. tangle up and i just show him that i got bigger and older and i was strong and uh it all backfired because my cousin was a blue belt in jiu-jitsu and i had no idea what jiu-jitsu was because i mean i, I, I watched it on tv i just yeah. thought these guys were doing it on television was just you know Barbaric, but more like, oh, this guy just knows how to fight. You know, he's in a he's in a martial art and he knows how to fight. But I didn't understand the 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 the, the depth of jujitsu yet. You know, and uh, that first encounter that I had on the grass of my aunt's house, where I ate grass for about thirty minutes straight, <laughs> it was rough. Uh, you know, and and I'm I've always been the same person. Like, you know, what you see is what you get. I've been tough and just like trying to prove myself my whole life and uh and at that moment i was trying to prove to my cousin that i could beat him up but at the same time he was just 
just beating the brakes off me. You know, it's like when you get a brand new white belt in the gym and and that guy was like, just plays with you and you're like, you play with the white belt and you're like, you're watching that white belt just kind of like, their marbles are like not understanding what's what's happening. Well, it's different because the white belt comes into a gym. They kind of know they're coming into this, and there's a chance of yeah. them getting me up. In my case, I had no idea what was happening to me. I just knew just he was you. he was just doing things to me. I had no <laughs> idea. Like he was triangling me, and he had his legs around my head, and he was choking me. And then he had my arm stretched, and he was trying to break my arm, and he rear naked choked me, and he was just just doing things that I had no idea what he was doing, yeah. and just being real like mean to me at the same time. You know, he was doing it and just being malicious. And uh, he's 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 still that cousin that I uh, you know when, when I hang out with him, we'll spend let's say we spend a week together. Everything we do, we're trying to compete against each other. And it's, really? Yeah, yes. it's it's horrible. <laughs> we're like old men, but we're still competing. Like he came here for the first time to the states, and uh, two years we ago. two weeks yeah two years ago, and he spent two weeks here, and I took him to everything, like. He, there was no top golf in Brazil, right? Took him to top golf, whooped him. <laughs> took, him to, took him to a bowling alley, whooped him. Took him to, uh, you know, snowboarding. Shoe, snowboarding, you know, like he would just kill watch it. him kill himself, you know. Uh, it just took him everywhere I knew he couldn't beat me in anything, yeah. you know. And then he brought a friend, and I was like, I'll, I'll do jiu-jitsu against both you guys together. And then I beat oh, them yeah. both up together. So it was like just anything I could do just to prove my point that I could, you know. Again, I've always been ultra competitive, and that's probably why I am who I am and where I am in position in my life. But that depth of him just beating me up, I remember like clearly sitting in the grass and kind of like, you know, like feeling that itchy feeling, you know, cause your grass is just killing yeah. you and like shirtless and just kind of like demoralized and him laughing at me and my <laughs> uncle and my dad sitting there laughing at me too. And I'm like, what did you do? What was that stuff you were doing? Like, oh, he's like, oh, I've been doing this martial art thing and and uh, it's awesome and you should do it. And I'm like, what is it called? He's like, oh, it's, you know, jujitsu. But it's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's this, this, and I'm like, oh, I've, been, I've seen those guys on, you know, on the UFC thing. They're like, yeah. He's like, but they don't, there's only in Brazil this, you know. And I was just like, man, this sucks, you know. And um, I went home. It was, you know, at the end of vacation. You know, vacation ended. I went home, and I had that in my mind, like, oh, I want to do this. You know, I want to find this place and learn this. You know, but you know, when you're 16, 17 years old, you're not really. Your brain isn't. Yeah. All, like, it's there right there and then and then like five minutes later it's something else right it's like the the, the kid from squirrel or squirrel. No, the squirrel, squirrel from uh, yeah. up yeah the guy's like the squirrel you know just yeah. everything changes you know so my brain was you know functioning on that level and uh and i went to back to high school and um a friend of mine's like hey man come do uh some wrestling high school wrestling and i was like all right and i went into the wrestling room and i saw all those guys in speedos and and you know like in in the you know they're um not speedos singlets, in there singlets. singlets i was just like bro this is so weird i'm not doing this and he's like i bet you I'll, I'll beat you up and i like my brain racked back to like all oh, my cousin taught yeah. me Ding! taught me a move one move he, he, he taught me like an arm bar or something but it was you know, i learned it one time yeah. what, what, what makes you think i remembered it right yeah, yeah. And like a year had passed at the time I'm like, oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat this kid up with this, you know. Like, I know this one move. My cousin taught me. Mind you, this kid was a wrestler for like three years, <laughs> and he had been doing jujitsu himself. Ah. So I took another beating. <laughs> and Fool me then, twice. Fool me twice. Yeah, but then that <laughs> oh, one, that, that beating, took That's me the to one. the next level. I was like, hey. Where do you learn this? Because he was when he hit me with the first armbar, I was like, right away I spotted. I was like, that move is not wrestling, right? Yeah. This, this. Did you learn that in here? He goes, no, no. That's I do this other thing called jujitsu. It's actually Brazilian. Hmm. And I'm like, huh? Where did you learn it? And then he pointed me to 
Pablo's gym in the commercial boulevard. Yeah. And that's how I ended up there. And then So uh, now we talked about this before, but you guys met. You met Junior. Tell me your how you Your jiu-jitsu journey started way before mine did. Yeah. A few years. And you were already training. When I got there, I was just the uh, the white belt that got abused for <laughs> three years, probably. Promoted yeah. to the blue belt. But the thing that I loved about those days back with Pablo was that he would run at least three or four classes a day. Yeah, so you're why. getting one in the morning, and you can get two at night. And doing that repeatedly is what really, I think, increased everybody's skill level during that time. Yeah, and there was more than that. There was the one in the morning, and then there was a midday training that was like for the professionals, and then there was another one at night. So it was a lot of training. Was- Did you ever think, I mean, now, like looking back now, that jiu-jitsu, you were going to be able to make money from jiu-jitsu, first of all, that you could do competitions now? Did any of this seem plausible? It, for me, it was... Um, when I was a brown belt and I was watching Pablo do it and I was kind of making my own waves, you know, it's kind of like doing some things that people were like kind of recognizing me for. I started paying attention to him and I was like, man, this guy's doing something here different. You know what I mean? Like he's got a business sense to his gym. He's got, you know, his career. He's, he's doing some things that are different to me. He, you know, me and him, we don't have the, the best of relationships today. We're not like best friends and we don't talk to each other or anything. But I have a lot of respect for the fact that he, I feel like he was one of the first professional grapplers in the world. First professional yeah. rapper. He wasn't a guy who was competing in all these tournaments. He was like doing Grapplers Quest, and he would only go there if, if the guys from Grapplers Quest would give him, you know, give him a flight and a hotel, and they would pay him a little bit of money. And then he would go and he would compete. He would do their local tournaments, or he would go do a Naga Super Fight, or he would do an ADCC Super Fight. You know, he only did ADCC tournaments. Like he had, he'd already had this. What's happening now in the sport? He had already done it. You know, ten years ago. You know, even more than that. And that's in two thousand eight. 2009 he was creating you know? a name for himself yeah he was already doing really it fast. and yeah real fast and, and yeah he was on a, he was on on a different level and even with his business in his gym he had it locked up and he was doing some really amazing things with his school he made a lot of bad decisions and made some real wrong turns in his life but for a long time he was really focused in the right direction and uh but you know when I was witnessing this, you know, being the guy again who, you know, like I said, I spotted something, you know, back in the days I was able to very quick to spot things and notice like, hey, something's happening here that I can I can jump on. Um, I started realizing, I was like, man, he's making a good living doing this. Like, maybe I have a chance here. And then one day in the gym, one day somebody was like, hey, man, you know, you're a really good teacher. You, you know, you should open up your own gym. And I was like, I, I was like, kind of like, brushed it off and I look over and he was looking at me and he was nodding he's like you would be a good instructor and I'm like okay and then he's like you want to open a gym and I'm like yeah sure and that was See, it planted. yeah well let me ask you this question because we don't want people to think that it wasn't a lot of hard work that you put into the beginning of your career because <laughs> when you first started I remember you had like a full-time job right you would yeah. leave your full-time job and train right I would I'd, I'd I when I was 19 years old, I became a dad. So, you know, uh, we, me and Fa were married already, you know, shortly after. And uh, we, life was hard. Yeah, it was not easy. I had a... Uh, but when the opportunity came, when he accepted the opportunity of uh, open up a gym with Pablo, you know, it, he he needed to put 
set apart time to be there but at the same time he still needed to put money on the table yeah he needed he to feed our family we yeah, had sure. a house so it was it you know even me i was you know had a job working full-time mm -hmm. with kids so it was it, we, but that was talking, a journey that we was a talking journey. the other day like how crazy it was back then like mm -hmm. Um, we remember waking up in the morning and just s split. He'll go one way, I'll go another way, and then kids and daycare and school and that. Life. And then we only got only see each other like at 9 p.m. at night. And then, hey, how are you? How was your day? And then go to bed and then wake up. I would wake and up at 5.30. And that was for years, right? That happened you know, for years. The I mean, that's the every thing. day, yes. And it so was right in the beginning, right when everything was happening, opportunities, and mm -hmm. then, you know, um, financial struggles and ooh, so, so many, so, so how, many things. So how did you look at He comes home and says, I think I want to open a gym. What do you say? Well, do you remember your reaction? He, um, well, it was happy. She was happy. She was like, yeah. really? That's awesome. Yeah. I remember that. Well, she was, he was always like, he always loved jujitsu mm -hmm. since day one, and that's something that I always support him. Mm -hmm. And you know, like back in the days when he used to go to jujitsu, when we started dating, he was a blue, green, blue belt, and then I just come and watch him, you know. Um, and then, and then, no, he it was something. It was there. You, you were excited like, about it. You were excited he, for him. Yeah, you could see there was a spark in that, and and he would talk like, oh, one day. You know, I yeah. wanted to be, I wanted to, to have a gym and, but, you know, he was still like a purple bell or a brown bell. Mm -hmm. But when the opportunity came, you know, we're like, oh, okay, jump on it. Let, let's mm -hmm. go. Let's do it. Whatever it takes. I so mean, the first gym you said you did partner with, with Pablo on yeah, that first we, gym? Yeah, we were, we were business partners for three years and then uh, things started going well. And I was like, hey man, you know, business partnerships never work, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, hey man, I gotta, you know, I gotta make a move. Either, you know, I'm, I'm a gone or you're gone, you know. And it's not personal. It's just it, I, I needed it for my own, you know, living, well-being, you know. So he was cool with it. I purchased the, the, you know, his part of the business, and then, uh, you know, I started to just run, run faster, you know, run, run and, more. And was that VRMA? Was that Vagabond yeah, Martial Arts from the beginning, yeah, or no. did you change the name after? No, you it was, him out? it was. Team Popovich for okay. the first it's three Brazilian years. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Center. Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Center. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. In, of Pembroke Pines. That's right. Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Center of um, Pembroke Pines, and then uh, we changed it to VRMA. But once, um, you know, he had a hundred percent partnership in the gym. That was exactly when I quit my job, and then I yeah. start um, focusing whatever I have learned at my job mm -hmm. um, into the the, to the gym. The so it became like a family yes. business, and this is when it took off. Okay. This is when it took off. This is when, you know, the kids were there full-time learning jiu-jitsu, and that's when we're talking about just a couple of minutes ago. That's when I also saw, you know, that beautiful thing that was going on right in front of my eyes that I needed yeah. to be part of. That's when my jiu-jitsu journey started. So, well. how, so what year is that? Do you remember? 2000, end of 2010, 2011. Okay. All right. So, yeah, 10 years ago. So you didn't want to miss the boat. It's a little FOMO, exactly. right? They call that FOMO. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, I need to be part of it. Yeah. And are you, I, I tell everybody, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but you either love jujitsu or you hate jujitsu. You're either going to be in it or you're not. Did you feel like, yeah, I, I, did you love it from the beginning or were you like, what am I doing here? What? Stop it. In the beginning, I remember as a white belt, I, 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 I went all in. 
um, I went all in, you know, I was training twice a day. I, I, I want it. I want it. And I even told him I want to compete. I want to do this and I want to do that. So he took me to a couple tournaments, he even took me to the world. Okay. 2012, um, you know, uh, white belt. I got third. And and then after that, he promoted me to blue belt. Ah, and then <laughs> I paused for okay. a little bit because after I got my blue belt, I I wanted to still continue to, to compete. And, you know, now I'm a blue belt and, you know, like fresh blue belt. And then, you know, I got just got disappointed with the turnout. Like I was losing more than I was winning. And then it was... And there was a lot of things going on too. The business was picking up, and I'm the one that, that you know that that's behind, the one that nobody sees. Like he's the face, he teaches mm -hmm. the classes, and I'm the one that no one knows that I'm like a demonstrator. She does the business the accounts, and, and, and the, the, you know business. You know, and, and that was that. So it was and... a, a, another. You know, it could be an excuse. Go ahead, go. No, no, she she but, um, she. Put, it was just a lot on my plate. She and, started to look to the and sides I, yeah. and looking at other people and pay, trying to pay attention to what, how people were getting better and she wasn't just she was caught in the mix of what everybody gets sure, caught in the sure. mix of like, I'm not getting any better yeah I'm looking over here and that guy's getting better and that guy's getting better and that guy's getting better and I'm here standing in place you know yeah. and that that Comparing and I, yourself and it was to also others, when you, you know? broke your your leg too, so you were in training, and then it, it, it a lot of things going on. And yeah, it was I, it was a mix I though. Two, two years off. So finish that thought because were you telling her that? Were you telling her like, listen, you're no, when no. you go through that moment that you had, you're you're supposed to be there. Almost everybody I, I has that. Moment, I didn't. You know? I didn't tell her that. I told her the wrong things. Yeah, he I told, told her the I was wrong like, thing. Yeah, said, you don't you don't really love this. Yeah, you, you he said you should quit. You're right. I didn't. I was more of like no. Really? Yeah, I was I was okay. hard on her. Yeah, yeah. I again young and dumb, you know. You're just like, you know, because to me, was I'm it like, a reverse psychology thing though? I was you trying. trying to, yeah. I was trying to play that seed of yeah. reverse psychology, but you know, it, most people play <laughs> it differently, fun. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was like, okay, you're right, yeah. and she stopped. She just took a break, and then, but it didn't last because again, she, it, you know, she, we lived that, you know, yeah, your daughter. Yeah, there was not the daughter training. My daughter trains. Really my good. kids. My son trains. Everybody's in the house training, and yeah. you can't. You yeah. just, if that's there's no one way thing you that live I in learned, my house and you can't stop jujitsu. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing that I learned is, you know, jujitsu is our lifestyle mm -hmm. it, and it's always going to be there. So eventually I'll go, I'll, I'll go like a couple, you know, days during the week. And then, you know, I caught myself training constant again, back yeah. again, and then got my it's purple. Easy. It's easy to get then, started. Yeah. Well, it's hard to get started, but once you're there, yeah. it's easy to stay in it. Yeah, but now, like, I, I, I'm at this place that you know, I don't compare my my progress with mm -hmm. nobody else, you know. Um, and I just try to have fun, mm -hmm. try not to overthink, and you know, trying to learn as much as I can. Especially with him, you know, I, I always think of this like, oh, how lucky I am that my husband is back in the road, so, and I can learn. I can have free private classes with him, right. you know. So yeah. So awesome. I, I'm sure you you have to have that conversation with other students on the regular. Yeah, right? it's, it what, became, what she just went through. Yeah, that, that lesson was good for her, uh, not just her um, and me and uh, and our family, but it was good for me with with students, you know, because you're not supposed to compare yourself 
to others. You're supposed to compare yourself to you yesterday. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, compare you compare yourself to the person who started jiu-jitsu in your first beginning, your journey, your first day, your first journey. Yeah. You, said yeah. the, first you said the word, yeah. your look, journey in life, right? Looking back you at your beginning, your journey. Look how far exactly. you've come. So you compare to that, but you should never compare to others because some people, are, you know, are gifted, you know, and some people are not. You know, you're never going to compare yourself to the guy who sucks more than you. You're always going to compare yourself to that guy who's, ex- <laughs> who's an example in the gym. That's amazing. You're like, wow, that guy's so good, and he's only been here you know two years how is he like you know a world-class guy already in two years well you you can't compare yourself to that person because that's not you you know and a lot of people get caught doing that you know some people quit jujitsu because of that they 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 don't see their own progress and you can't see your own progress like i said earlier you like you have kids you'll understand this you'll look at your kid you can't see your kid grow you know what i mean you only realize your kids grow when you look at a picture it could be something like six months back you look at a six month oh my god he they've changed in six months you know like but you you don't see that in person you don't you don't see that on an everyday basis you don't see the growth you don't see the change and you don't see that in jiu-jitsu and and you don't really it's hard jiu-jitsu is so hard here's a rudimentary very easy question right but i'm sure people think about it all the time giving a surprise promotion to somebody who you're watching and they tell you professor i'm not ready what is your reaction to that uh it's not really your opinion <laughs> right you're not the person promoting you know so i always say that you're not have not, you ever had somebody actually say that like hey no i well, I've, it happens all the time in my gym my gym is it's ultra competitive and it, it rates roots back to me because i'm ultra competitive and like i said i'm 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 that way with students you know i'll come in some days and train with people and i'm like oh man today i'm gonna do this to you you know not to be like mean to them but just to like challenge them you know sure, like i'm sure. challenging you you know yeah and i'm just that's just my nature and like i i did what i did to her i was like told her i was like yeah maybe it isn't for you you know i was trying to play a reverse psychology mm-hmm. goal on her mm-hmm. head but it didn't work out it backfired so yeah <laughs> backfired. <laughs> and uh we um we have to you know look at the the picture as like i said you got oh, somebody else is looking at you and they they're going to be able to tell you like hey man you you you've you've earned this moment in your life and you've stepped to that next step and it's time to move yeah. forward you know and like i said not everybody's you know like you were saying you know you're a hobbyist you know that's what it is yeah. you know it's, it's it's not your job it's not how you make a living it's not what you're chasing to do it's this is something you just enjoy doing and um some schools have that problem where they look at people like they expect they look at a guy he's you know you know 45 50 year old dude like bro that guy's not gonna be you know your world champion he's just here to get better and then to progressively get better and eventually she says oh i can't see myself being a black belt any day soon i'm like bro what are you gonna do train for 20 years and i become a black belt it's, it's eventually gonna happen, happen right? yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna happen you know yeah and uh, she had resistance when she got her purple belt she's like oh i don't deserve this and now i was like no i'm not there yeah. yet no and there's way. resistance a lot like yeah. i said even yeah. in the in the gym and with students so in your mind were you saying no because you didn't want you didn't feel like you should be wearing it yet or was it a competition thing because i know you know sometimes and i don't want to say anybody's a sandbagger but there are sometimes that people don't want to build they're like well i want to compete a little bit here more i want to get more experience at this level was it one or the other or both no what, in, no no competition okay. but um but in my case he surprised me with the purple belt and you know i was just you know, blue belt coming, so I wasn't. It was still like not like it used to be. Like my mm-hmm. white belts was everyday training, right? But my blue belts was like mm-hmm. twice a week, mm-hmm. if that. Sometimes yeah. it was once a week. And then he surprised me with a purple belt. So in my head, I was like, 
I'm not even training to get a purple belt. This is ridiculous. I don't deserve this. You're giving yeah. me this yeah. because I'm your wife. Twice Shame a week. on you. Twice a week don't for, do this to twice me. Twice a week this for like three or four years, you know? Yeah. Like. But again, it all goes back to... That's a long time. This yeah, is a for hobby blue belt. for me. I'm not a competitor. This is a hobby for me, you know? So, and, and, and he knows that, best. Yeah, yeah. He knows. Yeah. That's okay. Look, I'm a hobbyist as well. I started at 41. I started right before my 41st birthday. Training seven years. I just turned 48. No way. I have no aspirations to you be. You have a You're good. What's that? Your skin oh, looks good. You. Yeah. <laughs> I always, always got to work my age. I don't be Not everybody I, looks old. <laughs> I, I know. I say, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with some of even our other co-hosts, you know, who were on when they were just getting their, their, their blue belts. And I would tell them, like, they actually said, like, I'm not ready for it. I'm like, you're, you're thinking in terms of that you're supposed to know everything you, you're going to learn at blue belt. No, you've learned everything your coach is telling you by giving you that belt. That you're, You've learned everything that I can teach you at white belt. It's time to go to the next level. Now you're going to take these couple of years, two, three, four, however many, and you're going to learn what you need to learn to earn that blue belt. You're going to you kind of earn it, right? Right. When your birthday starts, right, you're zero years old when you come out of the womb, and then it's one day one, day exactly. two, right? Yeah. You are... You have completed one year when you are one year, all right? So it's kind of the same thing. You have completed this journey at White. Now, you know, be prepared for the yeah. next one. I had a lot of guys that were just were scared. Like, what are the expectations? Like, really, there's not a lot that's going to change when you come into the gym the next day. I might beat you up a little bit more because now I'm allowed. <laughs> but a lot of everybody has that same. We've, we've heard this a million times. But so purple belt now? Yes, purple belt for where in three years now? For three, uh, <laughs> now you worried about the brown belt. <laughs> she's she's definitely worried about it. She thinks that any minute I could surprise her with it. Yeah, but and I'm like, nope, not she's, there yet. She's doing good not with the purple yet. belt. She's actually doing really good, and she 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 only measures herself to when people come visit, and then she rolls with another purple belt that's like you know maybe even a competitor purple belt, and then she's like, oh, I did really good, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Psst. You're my wife. I've no, taught you and, what you need. She's she's <laughs> surrounded by not just uh, my wife. She's surrounded by a, a younger version of me yeah. at home. Yes, your daughter. And then yes. she goes to Jasmine. She's she like beats me up. She's like a young. So I'm always she's, like, oh, she's she like doesn't the, care. You're not mom on the on the no, mat, right? No, 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 no. not at all. She's Gross. she's me. Do you guys do you roll together a lot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. often, very often. Yeah. yeah. So she's her her main hammer is Jasmine at home. Really? Yeah, and and like, so she's always kind of getting beat up by Jasmine, and she's kind of like, oh, you know. But then when she rolls with somebody else that's not at that level, she realizes like, oh, you know what? I'm it's I'm actually I'm, it, no, I'm actually good bad. here. Yeah, not yeah. that bad. Yeah. So yeah, and no, Jasmine yeah. is like a, yeah. like I said, a younger version of me. Like I was saying about being competitive, that's she's 100 percent that person. She's like almost has like that same level of competitiveness. That's like a, it's a it's a trade from my side of my my dad's side of the family. My dad is like the most competitive person you've ever met in your life. And then Jasmine has it. I had it. I kind of toned it down. Like I know how to turn it on when I need it. Yeah. But I, I used to be like I couldn't I couldn't play a game with somebody without getting upset. You know, like I'd play a game and I'd be like, man, like I can't believe I'm losing this. Or, you know, with her, like she's been coming home every day. She's been running our summer camp, and she comes home every day. She turns on the PlayStation, and the first day we played uh, FIFA, she beat me like five zero. And I was like, I've played this game before, you know. I just don't remember the controllers. You don't remember yeah, the. No- yeah. I like just playing with her, like letting her win. She's like bragging, I whooped you five zero. <laughs> I whooped you five zero, Dad. And I'm like, I'm. I don't know how to play, Jasmine. I'm learning the controllers. 
Then the game, the day passed, the first day, and then we played again, and it was zero zero. Then the next day, I was like one zero for me. And then yesterday, I put four zero on her. Nice. And I'm like, it's been like about five Jazz or six and days. Dad's in, over here. Five or six days in, right? And I'm just kind of quiet, like scoring. And then she's like, "I'm not gonna play with you anymore if you keep laughing like that." <laughs> so so super competitive and a little so bit of a show loser. Yeah, it's so bad. It's like I'm not gonna play anymore if you keep laughing like that. That's not funny. We're, I'm just, yeah. You've been practicing every day, haven't you? I'm like, I haven't touched the controller. Except for every time we play, and I'm being 100% honest, I don't turn on the TV to play video games in the middle of the day. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I got things to do. Yeah. But she comes home, she turns that on, she's like, "Let's go, come on!" And then because it's just in her nature, <laughs> sure. like she wants to win. It's it's bad. And um, she used to be like that with my son. And my son, on the other hand, is like her. He's kind of like uh, he doesn't care. Like he he'll go he'll roll. Some days he'll show up to the gym and he'll roll, and everybody will tap him, and he's just like doesn't care. Just brush it off and then he'll come in and one day and he'll just be like boom and just puts it on everybody. puts it on everybody yeah <laughs> but yeah he's a roller coaster he's yeah. all there or he's not there at all yeah, yeah and and uh and she's for years been just dogging him and beating him up and just like you know when he was smaller and he was getting and now he's he's like six one hundred hundred ninety five pounds and she's like five two or three <laughs> so she doesn't even look his direction anymore to roll because she'll know if he, she yeah. plays that game or that card he'll just go huh hold on a second let me show you what man strength Squish, feels like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um yeah she's she's just got that nature in her and uh and uh it, she's beneficial to fafa because at the end of the day it, it drives her to become better because she's always kind of like checking her like hey come on let's go you need to train you need to yeah. do this you're not doing this you're That's not awesome. doing that even though sometimes she's like i don't like it i don't like it. keep me away from her today please <laughs> i'm always Someday, curious about like, like those relationships in jujitsu you're at the gym all are you at the gym all day together or is everybody kind of doing their own thing we're like kind of all doing our own thing yeah yeah we're all kind of doing our own thing she she's there for the most part during the day uh fafa is uh either at home you know, on the internet, doing something on the computer, you know, checking out something that needs to be done for the house or the business. And then she pops in and out of the gym, you know, and Jasmine's there like stationary. Achilles is, uh, you know, 14. So he's kind of, you know, he's in a process of summer now. So he's with me coming to wherever I go to train, comes home, rests, hangs out, and then goes back to the gym with us at night and helps, you know, but, uh, we're all kind of all over the place, but, um, at night, after five, we're all there. six, we're all there together, all there you together. know? So, Was there ever a time that it was hard to get the kids to want to train? Did they ever fight you on it? Or oh. it was just like, it's the family biz? It, it's always been uh, a mission. Not now. Like the last, say, two years, it's been pretty pretty cool. But before that, it was always hard. And uh, it, to me, I always told my kids, like, uh, jiu-jitsu is like school. It's a life skill that you need. You sure. need to go to school. Absolutely. Like mm -hmm. there is no not much of a, a wiggle room in this one here. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be a competitor. But you, you gotta learn. But you gotta know jujitsu. And they're like, oh, you know, they would. The Achilles uh, and Jasmine both had different attitudes about it. Jasmine just had that. She had it um, before she became good. Cause she sucked she was like real bad <laughs> she was terrible <laughs> i feel like they both hate it until they became good until they got good until they, they, got they, they go oh you know what yes. like i my, can tell people i'm really yes. good at yes. this like exactly. i'm not that bad at this you know and i remember when both of them it happened 
Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine was around. Oh, Jasmine, do I remember clear as day when she when was around like 12, right? And we used to have those in house to- tournaments for the kids at our old gym. It was actually the first in house tournament. It was that the she first could. one. Yeah. So it was, you know, all the kids the same age, right? And it was all the boys and Jasmine. And mm. she got first place. Yeah, she she, she was like everybody's. She was butt, like the worst right? student I had and, and I, in the and group. I remember this because she wore a pink gi. Yeah, she was the worst student I had in the group. Like if, if every day we had a, a session of training, um, all the boys were beating her up. There was there was in the session she would win. Um, like she had to be the worst kid in in the group of ten kids, and I did an in-house tournament and there was the same ten kids and she tapped everybody out, like just cleaned house. And I remember going, like, hmm. like, she leveled up to the competition and because of her competitive that, spirit. Oh. You know the what I mean? The other kids, daily. I think the kids that were good, kind of like got nervous. You know what I mean? Because they'd never been in, put in that position okay. before. And she leveled up because of her will. You know, she has this competitive drive, spirit, yeah. her drive, yeah. she, which is something I think she got from me, of course. Um, and she just kind of like was like. All right, let's go. And she went and tapped everybody out. And I just remember thinking, like, "Whoa, who is this kid?" That's you know. Awesome. And then from there on out, it just became and became this person. We had to start checking. We're like, "Hey, slow that ego down." Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just gonna ask you, like, like, how did you nurture her to oh. continue to train and become better without her ego getting the best of her? I also so remember st- a little story. You there. said she was twelve, right? Yeah, so she was twelve. She's, when, she's when still. I still have to check her every once in a while. Okay, you know. But how, I old is, how old is Jasmine now? Nineteen. Okay, she's nineteen. I remember yeah. it was right around that, right after when it clicked. Um, I remember we were still rolling, and and you know she was getting good, and it was right when I was you know coming back, you know after the two years off, and I remember. You know, she was giving me attitude, and I and I told her something. I say, when we get home, you got dishes to do. Don't forget that. <laughs> it was right about for us to roll, and then she got me on the arm bar, and me one, and she was like, hmm, tell me to do the dishes again, and I'm like, oh, really? oh, oh, mm-mm. we got a problem here. Uh, 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 uh. That's not, mm-mm. that's not how it works. But that sounds like so, a little trash talking too. Yeah. Right? So I was like, hey, no, we need to talk. No, 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 no. There is the, the ego. You know, yeah, I know yeah. something clicked in her. She's getting good, but this is this is not good. Mm-hmm. We need to talk to to her. Um, and so yeah, but but you know, after that, <laughs> she she's being really good. You know, whenever no, we see she, something, she's got a she oh, always she's got a very her. very bold character and. We, uh, she's a consistent, you know, her and Achilles. Achilles is special too. He's got his own personality, but they were consistently always kind of like checking her. And, you know, she's, she, I, I'll give you an example of how bold her character is. She was at the, at the, Oh, at no. the, yeah, gonna I'm going to tell the story. Because I laugh. It's a good story. We don't cut much out, I if la- anything. I laughed at this, and then I looked at her. I was like, are you crazy? Did you not just do that? <laughs> yeah, she she was at the Miami Open a couple months back, and uh, I sent her to coach because there was a couple adults. There was two girls, uh, two blue belt girls, and one adult brown belt man that was competing from our school. Miami Open is ran by fight sports. It's ran by us, you know, it's ran by our team, right? It's a mm-hmm. one flag. Sure. And um, one of our students, the brown belt male, was competing against Jezia's student, which is Fight Sports Deerfield. Jezia's was on one end coaching. Jasmine was on the other end coaching. 
and they were cool with it because Jazzy knows Jasmine forever too, and sure. they they have a good relationship. And they were coaching, but you know, you know what coaching's like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're basically cheering for another person to beat somebody else, and it's the same team you're at the end of win. the day. You might know both, both so in the middle of this coaching, here comes Cyborg in the middle, and he's just like kind of watching them kind of coach against each other, and he looks over at her and he's like, "Hey, stop coaching," and she's like. Why? You know, like Cyborg said that she like kind of like puffed her chest at him. <laughs> and he was like, hey, what's wrong with you? You know, like, you know who you're talking to? And she's like, uh, uh you know, no disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> said, but he goes, yo, she kind of looked at me funny, like gave me a dirty look. And I'm like, I was like, that's. Did just... he want them both coaches to stop coaching? Yeah, he wanted like, the let boys. Them yeah, let them let... fight. You know what okay. I mean? And uh, and I was like, man, I'm sorry. He's like, no, he is, she's got a strong character. I'm like, yeah, she does. That's like, awesome. Nice. All the time, you know, and it's always like a consistent, like checking her. And he goes, man, she's tough. I'm like, yeah, she's, she's not a normal kid, you know, a 19 year old kid. No, but that's good. Yeah, it's that's great. I, I love it. And I tell Faf all the time, it's just a matter of managing her to do the right thing, you know? That's sure. To me. You know, at the gym, she handles, she does things over there. People think she's 30 years old. I'm like, because <laughs> yeah. of her character, you know, her person. Let me uh, take a second, guys. I'm going to shout out some of our sponsors, and then I want to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about how you met Cyborg, and I want to learn the, the ins and outs of how you guys got together. But real quick, we're going to say, uh, give, give a quick shout out to DD214 Fightwear, at DD214 fight, underscore Fightwear, gear for the war on PTSD. You get 15% off your online order at dd214bjj.com. Uh, please check out their Soul Armor Gi. I think we've spoken about it a few times. The liner of the Gi, you'll love this, right? It has the names of fallen soldiers. So really cool. The link's in the, in the bio in the description of the podcast. Uh, also, shout out to Warriors Next Adventure. They're a veteran nonprofit helping veterans overcome PTSD, PTSD through recreational therapy. All right. And uh, as always, I'm wearing a Flow and Roll shirt today. Huge shout out to Flow and Roll at flow underscore n underscore roll on Instagram. Get 20% off your online t-shirt order, rash guard or gi order with code JJD at flowenroll.com. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share wherever you're watching. If, you, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell. Right? Uh, comes subscribe, in for, for, like, comes in all that good stuff, right? <laughs> yes, comment, subscribe, like, get notifications. When you click the bell, uh, you'll, uh, you'll know when we launch new videos. All right? All right, guys. Okay, so let's uh, let's go right back into. You open up your gym. You buy out Popovich. You open, you're running your own gym now. How does the how does fight sports and Cyborg come into this equation at this point? Were you already training? I w Cyborg and I met in uh, beginning of 2008, somewhere in the beginning of 2008. About the same time, I had kind of either had opened my gym or was about to open my gym. I can't remember exactly, but I remember I was already a black belt and I went to Copa America up in uh, in Lakeland and uh, Copa was the only tournament in Florida that ran um, money absolutes. And I was very keen on, you know, fighting anywhere that I was being compensated for. Sure. You know, and that was like, that was my end goal. I was like, I, I'm only going to compete in grappling if I'm, I'm making some sort of money or I'm getting at least some sort of opportunity to make money right and uh i would go to the Copa americas and do the absolutes and I, I had a good track record up there i either got to the finals or i won the tournament pretty often and uh, you know it was always like a, either a thousand or two thousand dollars you know in the absolutes the gi and the nogi and uh so i show up one day and uh there is cyborg and and all of the guys who come had come just from brazil you know he had just brought down like ricardo and uh and uh and um Jake McKenzie and um, 
there was a couple other guys, and I'm going to mention names, but there was a bunch of guys he had brought with him to the tournament. And I show up, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to compete against these guys. And uh, and I'm kind of like already scouting what's happening, right? Because I'm like, all right, this is going to be it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> so I competed against all the boys on on my side of the bracket, and uh, I got to the finals against Cyborg. He had won this side of the bracket, and uh, we started the match, and uh, we had a really good match. And uh, I, I remember this because it was probably the, one of the first times I ever had somebody talk to me in a match, and uh, I took him down, and uh, you know, being a lot smaller than him, and uh, I took him down and kind of fell in his guard, and he looked at me, he goes, bro. You're a strong little guy. <laughs> I was like, while you're rolling in, in the middle, the middle of the roll, oh, wow. and I look at him I'm like, yeah, I, I'm pretty. And he's like, all right, let's go. And then he kind of like, you know, it was inverting and working to sweep me, and then he ended up sweeping me, and uh, and uh, I think he passed my guard, and then I replaced, and ended up winning by points. And I just remember him. We're like, as soon as the match ended, he came over. He's like, hey, where are you from? And I'm like, I live in, uh, you know, in Broward County and, you know, Fort Lauderdale area. He's like, what do you train? And I'm like, oh, I train at, uh, at Popovich. He's like, is there anybody at your gym that's as good as you? And I'm like, oh, my instructor's really good. He's like, I was like, he's probably better than me. You know, I wasn't probably better than me. He was a lot better than me at the time. And uh, he's like, really, can I come? And I'm like, you want to come train with us? He's like, yeah, can I come visit you? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Most people say that, right? They never show up. Yeah. <laughs> this man was there the next day. Yeah. Like literally, it was like on a Saturday we competed. We got we exchanged informations. We did a Tuesday training. It was our first. It was actually the first pro training that we ever did at noon. At noon, it was the first one we ever did. Pop was like, "Hey, let's train at noon." This guy said he's gonna come, and I'm like, "All right." And he brought his crew, the same guys that were at the tournament. Pablo didn't know them. Pablo all. didn't know them. Okay. We didn't know them. And at at Pablo's, it was me, Fred, Jay Moncayo, Fred Moncayo, Kevin Albertini, Pablo. And uh, I'm trying to think as if there was anybody else. I think maybe Brasco was there, but I don't remember. Um, but it was just a, a, like a, a four or five of us, and it was like four or five of them, and it was like a brawl. We just trained. like, bro, It was like the hardest session ever. And I just remember we sat there, all, all of us, and we were just kind of like looking around like, wow, this was really good. And then he's like, let's do it again on Thursday. And we're like, okay. And it became a thing, you know? It became a thing to the point where – a lot more Bro, it became people a thing would show and people from became, all over the became, world. Yes. It became from, Avengers, no? It became Avengers from all over. <laughs> Is that how from, it started? Yeah, yeah, from all people from all over the world showed up for that. Yeah, it became a, like one of those like, wow, like this is probably one of the best training rooms in the country, you know, in the and world. And I think that that atmosphere went over to evening classes and day classes and it everybody went, got went that over, spirit. It went, over and that's to, what, it went over to all the schools. It yeah. went over to Cyborg's gym to, you know, to fight sports. It went over to my atmosphere in my school. And went over to you know the the people who, everybody who was in that mix of that those those sessions mm -hmm. grew from those opportunities in that I mean just think about it like this if you are able to train every single day like you're in a competition with guys that are pushing you like as if you were in a competition you know how much do you grow from that you know and then yeah. there was no nobody was there to just kind of like have good fun roles like people were trying to break each other like people were getting put to sleep all the time. You know, people were screaming, getting hurt. Like it was, it was rough. It was not. It wasn't. It wasn't even like we, Cyborg has our, our pro training now at Fight Sports. And those days were. It was way harder. I, I don't know if it was way harder because we just didn't know any better, or it was way harder because it was just so raw. You know, people were just really wanted that opportunity to be better. You know what I mean? 
and uh, it was just it was great you know and i, I think god it was young because <laughs> i made it out of that and, and i'm here today to talk about it but it was uh it was special, man. And and, how, and so that, is that how you started flying the the, the fight sports banner? Essentially, yeah, and then right? uh, and then essentially the the transition from from BJJ Center, you know, to my own VRMA, you know, I uh, started to see the things like I said, the demise of Pablo's gym and the things that were happening in his surrounding circle. I started to kind of go, mm, I don't. I'm just started disting myself. I was like, I'm not. That's not me. You know, that's not who I am. That's not what I want to be. And uh, I went to Cyborg. I was like, Hey, man, you know, we. We've been training for about, you know, at that time it was 2011. We'd been training for about three years together. And uh, me and him just, we've always had this bond. We, Like I swear, we, we started training and within a year we were like very good friends. We were like, you know, he would compete. I would go with him. He would be like, hey, let's go to this. We started like literally traveling together. traveling together to compete everywhere. Like anywhere there was money, we were like, hey, you want to go? He's like, yeah, let's go. And we would go. Like the Copa Americas, I think we went to Copa America. Like we started going to Copa America so much that when we would walk through the door, people would unregister themselves. <laughs> it was bad because then we were like, we told the guys like, hey, put our names in the list and just let us know when, when the tournament's about to start. Thirty minutes out, we'll pull up, you know. And mm. then if people take their names out, then you know, you know, like you can call them out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we would show up and people would be like, yeah, I was gonna do it, but you guys are here and I don't think I want to do it anymore. Be like, come on, man, you know, like. So it was, uh, it sucked for a little while uh, because, you know, I mean, we went, how many times did we go to Copa America? All, all just me, you, and Cyborg, and whoever he was accompanied he was with. with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we would just go travel, we'd go compete, and then we'd go to a water park, or we'd yeah. go, we, I mean, we did it so many times. I went, we went to New Jersey and won the, the Abu Dhabi pro trials. We collected money there. I mean, we, we went all over the country just, just, Wherever there was a check, we were coming to grab it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had uh, we had Jim Aylers on. Yeah, Jim's uh, one, one of time. my boys. Yeah, yeah. He he told us one time at a Copa. Yeah, had, you guys had to to square he, off. So J Jim was my student for um, till he was a, a blue belt. He came to me as a blue belt, and then he stayed with me for about two years. Then I promoted him to purple belt, and he moved away to Orlando. And uh, in that process, after he moved away. He started training at Bruno's, uh, Bruno Maffasini's, I believe at this time is where he was. And uh, I show up to a Copa with Cyborg again. And uh, I mean, it, it was stacked division. It was like, there had to be, that day I fought like four fights. There had to be like probably 30 people in the absolute. Um, and there was like two or three guys that were world-class black belts that were like world champions, Abu Dhabi veterans. And... Uh, they made the the black. They made the the bracket, and first fight was Jim. And I look over. I'm like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> you're gonna compete against me?" And he's like, "I mean, look at this opportunity. This is cool, you know." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna take it easy on you." And he's like, I, "I wouldn't expect you to." And I'm like, "Okay, like I've been taking it easy on you in training, you know? Like this is what I'm gonna do to you in a competition is not what I do in training." And he's like, "It's all good, bro." And, and I'm sure he told the story. He, what was his story? He, no, no, he, I, I'm, he's exactly what you said. He was, yeah. he said it. He didn't, uh, he didn't uh, add any fluff. He said exactly what you yeah, just said. I just he was like, come on, come I on, coach. I don't even remember what I did to him, and I just, I remember demolished him, and he just afterwards like, God, why, why would, why would you do that? To me? <laughs> oh man! And I'm like, why did you put your name in the list? I would have done that to any purple yeah. belt that put their name on that yeah. list. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I had to get rid of you. You know, the less I fight, the better it is for me to win the money. You know, yes. 
but uh, he was upset. He uh, he was upset. Like it was all business, like, right? It was just mo- business. Yeah, most people, <laughs> the black belt would be upset, right? Like, hey, you were my student. You're gonna compete against me, like. Most black belts would be upset. It was the other way around. He was upset that I did that to him. He was like, oh, man, I can't believe you did that to me. Like, you just like <laughs> you had to have known like, it was coming. <laughs> I, I, like, I came in there with no mercy, you know? And I was, much, I was much more ruthless when I was younger than I am today. I'm ruthless today, but I was way more then. Way worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into the ruthless stuff. Yeah. Where, where does the, the, the uh, MMA you know, and UFC fit into the, to all of this? Because I think you said before we came on, we were talking outside, and you said something about, like, really, jiu-jitsu wasn't the first love. You wanted to be a fighter. No, it was always, uh, like I said, back to the story of my cousin in Brazil, and then relating jiu-jitsu back to the family, you know, the Gracie family, and then watching the early on UFCs and then kind of always thinking, like like I said, I went to Brazil to, to beat up my cousin. I always had that, like, that ultra-competitiveness always was sparked in me because, one, I, I was raised here in, in, in South Florida, and uh, I was kind of, I was raised in, in, in a very bad atmosphere, and would say really honestly, the hood, you know, and uh, like Fort Lauderdale, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the areas down there, but like Broward County, you know, near Cistrunk and like very rough areas, you know, uh, you know, a lot of black Haitians, a lot of, you know, very tough culture to grow up in, especially being not being American and, and then, you know, not being white, not being black either. You know, you're kind of mix of. A very di- di- mixed culture. You get it from both that, sides. Yeah, I was getting it from all I ends. Like you know? so Brazil. Up, Where's I, Brazil? Yeah, at? and a, and a name like <laughs> Wagner. Think about it. When you're a kid, Wagner is such an easy name to target. You know, Milton. Yeah. No, no, no. no <laughs> I, I, I can't come up I with. Get... I can't come up with three things for Milton. You know, <laughs> Wagner. You know, yeah. there's lots of things to come up with. So I grew up in in the hood, and I I honestly I remember just growing up and just like every time I had to get in a fight, I was just like, oh, this is gonna be fun. And, and I tell people all the time, like, I would literally be excited all day long about how I knew I was going to get in a fight with somebody after school. Like, that was really? like my, I would go to school thinking about how I would get in a fight. And it wasn't like I went to school to fight people, but I was there. And then when it kind of started to kind of formulate, I was like, oh, this is going this is gonna to happen today? Like, yeah. oh, this is cool. And mm. uh, and I tell her all the time, like, I, my son's like, oh, I've gotten in a fight or two. And I'm like. Mm. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not in the hood so not when you're fighting multiple people try to beat you up yeah. so are you guys together do you guys know each other are you together at this point like in high no. school did you meet in high school we, when, did you, met, when did you guys meet well I you were became, in high school um, I was his sister best friend in high school and he had already I already got graduated. out of the school okay. yeah cool. when i came in when i moved to brazil from brazil to here okay uh, so what age is that what age did you come i was 16. okay yeah 16 and then didn't know anyone became best friends with his sister and then used to go to jiu-jitsu to watch his sister train and then he was like who's your friend <laughs> who's your friend and then you know it, that's how that all happened yeah. so all now, started there <laughs> so you you you're you're a fighter by nature Tell us about how you you started, you know, going pro. And, yeah. So you know, how, how did that all happen? It early on at, at Pablo's, it was the beginning of. There was so much story there. There was the beginning of, uh, of, the forefront of jujitsu in South Florida. So Pablo's gym, made of two others or three other gyms, at that time it was Pablo's gym, uh, the Silvera brothers, um who they had a team, they had a school in Miami, um, which was Carlson Gracie, Miami. And then there was uh, Boca Black Belt in, in uh, 
in uh, in Boca, which was Mar- Marcos uh, Silvero, which is Conan Silvero's brother, and oh. then there was uh, the Valente brothers. That was it. That was the only jiu-jitsu in Florida. And Pablo's dad was friends with the Silvera brothers because they were all Carlson Gracie at one time. And uh, they those guys came over to to Pablo's and they started planting the idea of how they were going to f- make a big MMA team. They had kind of the funding behind it. And Dan Lambert was kind of coming around the corner with the money. And they were going to build this American top team. And they wanted Pablo to be part of it. They wanted Pablo to eventually go from grappling to fighting MMA. And they were going to fund him and kind of pay him to just represent their flag and fly an American top team flag to be a competitor. And, uh, you know, because Pablo was a huge prospect. He was, like, very young. Wrestler. He was a good wrestler. Yeah. He had good jiu-jitsu. He, he had that new, new breed that was different from the generation before him. He had that wrestling jiu-jitsu formulated together, you know what I mean, which was very, very unique uh, back in, you know, that the early days, um, which is not so special today because today you see a lot of it. But he was, like, the, one of the original pioneers of that kind of style. And um, he had just won, I think, the ADCC uh, North American Trials too, which he was, always, he was, like, he was on the forefront of becoming something special, and the American Top Team knew that. So they made it all together, and they they started making this 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 session. And I remember some of my early sessions of jujitsu, training with guys like Dean Thomas. You know, like I was, I remember training with Dean Thomas before he fought BJ Penn, and going, guys were like, "Oh, this guy's gonna fight in the UFC next week," and I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool," you know. And then I remember watching him fight and thinking, like, "Wow!" Like, I trained with that guy yeah. last week, and I was like, Come on. "That's what I'm gonna do," you know. And I already had that in my mind when I went to jujitsu. I thought jujitsu. I didn't think jiu-jitsu was what jiu-jitsu is today to me, you know. I thought jiu-jitsu was just a, a form of fighting, you know. I was like, I'm going to fight jiu-jitsu, you know, which was mm-hmm. fighting MMA yeah. or fighting, you know what I mean, in a cage somewhere trying to kill somebody. But think, think about what he just said, right? There's a time when you just mentioned four schools, yeah. right, in South Florida. And now how many schools do we have in South That's Florida? That's what I'm telling you. More I was, than every exactly. There was, There's uncountless. You don't even know. I think I was fortunate enough to live in Tamarack, and I would make that commute. And those guys, I yeah. probably traveled a lot further than that to, to come train at Pablo's. Yeah, there was. There was guys that traveled very far. I saw you. My, I had just started dating my now wife. She bought me a, a Groupon Valentine's Day gift, and it was to your fight. I wasn't training yet. To your fight at the War Memorial, a fight. I know you fought there probably more than a few times. War Memorial. It right. was a Valentine's Day fight. Yeah. You oh, you wow. you lived this special day. Wow. <laughs> February fourteenth. February fourteenth. I remember that okay. was there was one that one fight time day that I fought on. I remember on that day. Yeah. It, it was um was it fight time fight, fight time, time promotions? promotions yeah. Who I wound up doing some sponsorship with back in the day when I owned a marketing company. So I actually was like a sponsor for their amateur stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, I, I, you were always. I had the post you signed posters. It was a yellow poster. I just threw it out the other day. I'm like, ah, we were we've been moving. We're, we we yeah. moved from a townhouse to a townhouse while our house was being built, and it got ruined. And I th- had to throw it out. I'm like, damn man, I know I'm gonna have him on the show one day. I want him to like really sign oh, it, you know. And I threw cool. it out the other day. But that was like one of my. Like one of my my first dates with Your with first. my wife, where we went to something. And I, she knew I was like a UFC fanatic, awesome. and was I was I at the main that fight. Event? Was I the you main were the main event. event. So uh, this is do you remember for me. The year? February fourteenth. All you gotta do is look at my yeah. My, I don't. I don't remember the year. Look at my record, and you'll find the day. It's got to be eight 
eight plus years because I've been training at the June was is seven years. I believe I've been training. So it was before I was training. So, but what I remember, what stuck out to me, wasn't just the fight was all the supporters at the end, everybody was going crazy. And I, I didn't know, like I had never saw like the fight sports, like, hey, you know, everybody's, everybody was like around you had come out of the, 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 the cage. cage and you were outside and like everybody was leaving, but this whole freaking yes. crew of people that were like, oh, fuck, I'm seeing this fight sword. I was amazed. I was just like, what? Who the hell is this guy? I didn't I didn't know who you were. I wasn't, you know, I yeah, wasn't in the jujitsu world yet. And I, and I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? I'm like, okay, I guess this guy is, you know, if some people know him. <laughs> and then fast forward a couple of years, I'm training and then, you know, hear your name. I'm like, oh, that guy, wait. I took out the poster. I wound up putting it in a frame. <laughs> Again, it got ruined. That is so awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a, that, cool. yeah, that was a long time ago. You said there was something special about that day. There was something like, always special about yeah. the War Memorial. The War oh, Memorial yeah. was the Good the days. first place yeah. I saw a pro MMA fight, and it was also probably one of the first times I was like, I was, uh, you know, like I said, I I just started training. It's, that story is going to tie into what we were yeah. talking about before. I had just started training at, uh, at Pablo's, and there was a lot of MMA fighters coming in and out. Hermes Frank, uh, Dean Thomas, yeah. uh, you know, there was... Monson, Jeff Monson. Jeff Monson. I mean, there were so many athletes that were just... ATT was, like, bringing people into this this little area, niche of Florida, you know, Broward County, and they were kind of, like, formulating a team. It wasn't yet made, but they were formulating a team, and there was a lot of guys, a lot of you know, guys interest. There was a lot famous. of interest. There's yeah. a lot of guys that are famous today, or just legends. And uh, I remember just being in the room, just training with them, being on the mat, and just rolling. And then Dan, um, once he created American Top Team, he created an event called AFC, which mm-hmm. was uh, an MMA event, and uh, he would host it at the War Memorial. And he wouldn't even put out seats; he would just put out a ring, and I then that. people would buy tickets and they would go in and they would stand around Standing the ring only? they would stand around the ring and then if, if you were smart enough you would jump on stage and kind of sit on the edge of the stage the war memorial mm-hmm. stage you would sit yeah. on the war memorial stage and just watch the fights yeah and sure enough i remember me and you we were early on dating and i remember sitting there watching i watched george masvidal's first pro fight really in the afc on that stage i remember wow remember thinking like wow the kid's my age like he's in there fighting like i could do this did you, know? you did you see the, the the backyard fighting stuff from him did you know who I mean, he was years later yeah. yes yeah, i competed okay. against george in a, in a yeah. grappling match too many years later but it, look, that's one thing not here yeah. not there long story short is i just remember being there and i know it was his debut because i remember watching him fight that day and then kind of starting to pay attention to him i was like all right i'm gonna pay attention to this guy because he's he's doing big things i was like i gotta catch up to wherever he's going you know and um the War Memorial was just held a special place for me. And then yeah. when uh, Carla and Howard were running the Fight Time promotions, um, he, they were like, hey, you want to fight? And I was like, well, you know, yeah, of course. What do you guys do the show? And I was like, they were like, the War Memorial. And I was like, uh, yeah, I do want to mm-hmm. fight there. Like, that's one it's of karma. Those, like, it was yeah. coming back to like, like it's calling your name, yeah, right? That's where I need to be. Yeah. yeah. And then I just did show after show over there. So, Fafa, he comes home and tells you, well, now I'm going to start fighting MMA. Resistance, or you would no, again always support no, him. Always, yeah. always, always support him. My wife would be like, "Go sit down, you old Until man." Until today, do you do? every yeah. decision yeah. this man takes, you know, even if I I give him like my report, I say, "Um, I agree with this. I don't agree with that. I think this. I think that." But whatever you choose, I'll support hundred mm-hmm. percent. Until today, I, she she, she like rarely that. tells me like no. She always gives me her report like this is what I think. This is what I I, I, I think a, good, bad, 
uh, middle, and then she goes, whatever you decide, we're going to yes. do. And sometimes and like, I'll right. be like, you know, thank God you went in that route. It, it re did really well. And sometimes he'll be like, yeah, I should have listened to you. And, yeah. and But, you know, but with fighting, again, it was his life. Like, remember when you used, when you were like teenager and you used to go to the bar? Oh, yeah, and you I used, used to, to go. Fight? <laughs> like, he was always it's, fighting, it, right? Yeah, like, it was meant to be. I When I was like 16... They used to have these. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are from down south, from here. Uh, yeah, New York. Grew up, New, New York. Grew up grew up they had this here. club down here called Baja Beach. Oh, I know Baja. And, okay. and Atlanta. Body shots. Yeah, they, don't tell my wife. Baja, <laughs> she doesn't watch. Don't tell her. Baja Beach had <laughs> Monday night fights. Oh wow! So they would literally have a ring, and they would put boxing gloves on people, and they would let people go in there and fight. And I was 16. I didn't know any better, and I was like. I shouldn't even been in the club at 16, right? Like, sure. not yeah, old enough yeah. to be in a club. But because I looked older, I always looked older, I would literally show up and be like, get to the door, be like, hey, how do you sign up to fight? And people were like, oh, and they knew that I was there for that reason, and they would let me in. And I would just go there and sit all night long fighting people inside the ring. Mm. Really? Like, yeah, and they would give you a tape. So they give you a cassette tape. So if every time you fought, they'd give you a cassette tape, and I'd take it home, and I'd watch it. <laughs> or I'd show my friends, and I would tell my friends, and we'd go. And I was never old enough to get into the club, but, but they always let me in. But he had a lot of fighting experience. So yeah. when he said, I'm going to fight professionally, I was mm. like, finally. Okay. <laughs> finally. Let's, get paid. Let's get paid to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always had that will to want to go there and compete and fight. You know. So to me, it was like, again, childhood, you know, teenage years. Uh, everything kind of always circled back to like, you know what? This is what you're supposed to be doing. You know? Yeah. So now UFC, Bellator. Yeah, you fought in both Strike Force, Strike Force, Fight Time, Fight Time. Did you, did you expect? Where did you expect that to go? I mean, you know, it's a weird <laughs> question, maybe, but like, did you feel like this is this is the thing for me? Fighting is is where I belong. I, I expected more, I, but I I was. It was just a different time. Like I was positioned, at the right time. Like everything worked out. You know, like. If I would never have been in a position to, you know, you know, run my gym and own my gym and have a successful gym if it wasn't for the, you know, the fight time opportunities, the UFC opportunities and even the Bellator opportunities like those. Those are all moments in my life that had had a place in time. I mean, I wish I had done more with my MMA career. You know, like I look back at it. And I'm like, man, if I had just had been so focused on one aspect of my game which paid off in the long run. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm number one in the world in grappling, leaving MMA, going back to grappling. It paid off because I focused so much on grappling and I said everything else didn't matter. You know what I mean? I was that guy. I was like, nope, I don't care about all that crap. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to take people down and submit them. You know, if I had maybe f spread my time a little bit, if I had done, I'll, I'll give a great example, a guy like Gilbert Burns, who was a good friend of mine, I'm like, watch him i'm like that guy's doing it right you know mm -hmm. if i had done it like he's doing it right yeah. now you know be it we're exactly mm -hmm. where he is you know and it's cool to watch him do it and, and just look back we're like yeah you know things could have been different but at the same time my life is so amazing and i'm just like you know there's you no gotta be happy with yeah, what you there's have no, there's no regret on yeah, any exactly. any decision i made because it just all worked out you know if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to help us thank our sponsors at FightbackCBD.com. Browse their website for a variety of applications. Find the one that's perfect for you. Get 20% off with coupon code JJD at FightbackCBD.com. And check them out on social media at FightbackCBD on Instagram and Facebook.
So God's good. So was was there a time I was I was talking to my wife the other day. I was telling her about a story about my dad. He was a cop, but we were in New York City and he basically stopped a guy from walking out of a shoe store with a big box of shoes. It was like just been delivered. It was his pop- he's walking out. My dad like says, hey, this guy's stealing your shoes. The guy goes outside and goes like this to my father. I'm a little kid. I was like maybe nine years old. He goes like this to my dad from outside. And my dad just goes out there like, yeah. Like didn't say he was a cop, didn't draw a gun. He was just like, yeah. And the guy starts yelling at my father and he takes out his badge and he says, let's just go away. Just, I'm not going to arrest you. Just go away. This is your lucky day. Go away. That was the moment that I realized my father was like my hero. He was like, a, I thought he was a superhero. Is there, I'm going to ask you this probably, this is probably better addressed to you. Was there a moment where your kids started to understand who their dad was? That, you, you know, like he's, this is Wagner Rocha. This is somebody um, who does all these things. Or is that just like he's just well, dad? Well, when we travel to get, oh, um, ADCC, the last ADCC when we went to California, um, you know, like <laughs> the kids, it was like the first trip that we took the kids to so mm-hmm. their first ADCC. So they were seeing everyone, all those jujitsu star guys, and they were getting autographs and pictures and selfies. And they all like, oh, how's your dad? Hey, Vagni, how are you? And they're like, <laughs> You know my dad. Oh, <laughs> if they started to realize, yeah, like, like, oh, wait oh, a minute, wait, and 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 he'll be like, yeah, you know, we hang out at this ADCC like <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah, I know him, but da 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 da, and you know, and then Jasmine Achilles is like, oh wow, you, you, you oh wow. So yeah. I think that was the moment, the moment that they're like, oh my, that's they a big deal. Your dad oh. is. <laughs> and, and then now it's like when we go to like local tournament or even airports or I don't know, somewhere we go mm-hmm. that people are like, Oh you're Wagner Roger, can I get, get can I get a picture with you? And they're like <laughs> they're impressed. Hmm. Yeah. So they 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 always play it off though. sometimes I feel like they're they are like, Yeah, hey, it's just dad. But they we went to a Jits King tournament like two or three weeks ago. And I couldn't take five steps without taking a picture. And uh, I came around the corner, and Fafa's like standing there, and I'm real talking. And somebody has to take a picture. She's like, "Oh, how many have you done?" She had noticed how many I had done, and I'm like, uh, probably 30 pictures now at this point. <laughs> she goes, "Really?" And Achilles is like standing next to her, and he goes, "Yeah, it's kind of annoying." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if they if they keep on doing what they're doing, they're going to be yeah. you're going to be standing the, over no, there the people, one day, and people, it's going to be the other I to- way. I told them. Uh, I mean, you guys are probably familiar with Mackenzie Dern, right? Oh yeah. Mackenzie yeah. Dern used to be Megaton's daughter, mm-hmm. right? So a long time ago, people would walk, oh, you're Megaton's daughter. And now people know her as Me- Mackenzie Dern, sure. Yeah, sure. you know, and yeah. Megaton is her dad. So yeah. can you hand the camera to the dad? Yeah, Mackenzie's dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> so can change, you take a picture you know? of me and your daughter? Yeah, things change, you know. It's all a matter of perspective and uh, time. Time, yeah. For, but they, they get recognized. They go places all the time. Jasmine was at a... What tournament did she go to by herself recently? And that people were like asking her questions, and she's like, ah, "I didn't even know some of these people. They were just talking to me." Like they know you too, right? Yeah, they like, talk to you. They like talk they to know you. They know you. Yeah, and I was like, "It's get used to it and just yeah. smile and wave, you know. <laughs> be friendly. Accepted. Just be friendly because you gotta you gotta be you gotta be uh, respect uh, receptive to it, and you gotta be appreciative of it because if you're not, then people are gonna dislike you and they're not gonna they're gonna follow you and they're not yeah. gonna try to help you in your journey and and every little piece of each person has a cornerstone to something, you know? You can't build an empire without it, you know. So let me ask you with that being said, how do you translate that into being the coach of a team into 
influencing your students, your younger students, the kid, your kids program. Lead by example. Mm-hmm. You know, lead you by example. Those, those, they, you guys fight a lot. Your kids fight a lot. I got some special kids. They travel, right? I got some special kids. So I got to, I got a traveling team in my gym, like a traveling killer kid squad. Like I have families. I have two families in particular that I laugh at others when they tell me this. Like I, I heard a guy the other day say, "Oh man, I live in, uh, I live in, um, I live in North Miami, and it's kind of far for me to get to your gym." I was like, "Okay, cool." I have two families that drive one from Vero Beach. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Vero Beach and Jupiter. Both of them drive every day. Daily. Daily. One of the wow. families is going to buy a condo in Fort Lauderdale just so that they can make that hike and then they could sleep here and then just mm. get out in the morning. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and, and, you know, mothers and fathers that are dedicated with their children, their children are amazing grapplers and, you know, they want the best for their kids. And they say, hey, my kids are at this gym and they're like they're like a big fish in a small pond. You know? So what what information or what do you tell your coaches? What do you, what what informa- what knowledge do you give your coaches so that they can continue to transfer that information onto the kids in in line with what you Wagner Rocha believe to be um, a jujitsu player or just a good person a good human just good 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 um, good moral skills you know good character um, teach the kids how to you know I, I'm tr- I try to resemble back to that first pro training session. That we had, uh, you know, at fight sports with, with, you know, with the fight sports crew and mm. and Pablo's crew at the time that we made this, you know, amazing group of people that just hard sessions and 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 good friendships, you know. And I try to get these kids to understand that, and uh, and that's what's created this amazing atmosphere in the school is that these kids, they're all friends. They're all like, you know, train together. They kill each other. They're, they're trying to break each other every day. But at the same time, like if you go look on their Instagram, they're probably somewhere right now hanging out, you know, you know, because they became, mm-hmm. you know, what happens? You become friends with the people who beat you up, right? Yeah, their family. <laughs> yeah, they become your good <laughs> friends because you're like you respect them, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the we try to just teach the best of uh, of of moral skills, and to be truthful, I, I mean, you know, not, you know, a lot of people are on that, on this on this part of life, but our school is you know a huge Christian school. We um we we implement a lot of the Christian values, uh, not just um to to the kids where we're trying to preach to them about you know knowing God, but we just teach them suddenly the values you know the characters the things the right things to do the what you're not supposed to do and and I believe that just by doing that even without preaching about God to them, teaching them values that are right go much further you know. Go nah. through. The golden rule. Yeah, the golden rule. Yeah, treat others like you want to be treated. You know, number one. So, Jasmine Lifer, right? Jiu-Jitsu is is her yeah, profession. Jasmine and right? Achilles are gonna be uh, they're gonna be special one He's day. He's four. Like, I'm not, not even saying that because they're my children. Yeah. They're already they're already no, they're not gonna be special. They're already special, but they're gonna be like something that you guys were going to be talking about 10 years from now they're gonna be like remember when we talked about them like yeah i know i'm like having to deal with them in the gym and watching them train that they're just so achilles into this is he does he does achilles. he know this is this is professional yeah. achilles, achilles wants is, to be a fighter he says yeah. i want to be a fighter I yeah be a fighter. I, I, fight. made, I made a big mistake with him when he was a little kid and i brought his that inner part of him like that's me that he has in him that I, it sparks out every once in a while and i'm just like whoa control that he like i took him to a fight when he was about 10 years old 
He's yeah. like 10 years old. I took him Nine. to a pro MMA fight Nine. in Mississippi. Nine. And he was backstage. And then he walked out with all the guys. And I had like six guys fighting in the cage. And it was a pro event. And uh, he sat like literally, because it was like, you know, most commission fights here in Florida, you'll never be able to do that. But in Mississippi, they were like, whatever, who cares? You know, there's a child at the edge of the cage kind of screaming yeah. at his, his friends that he knows. They didn't care. Yeah, it was, he's part of the team. Yeah, he's part of the team. He's part of the crew. <laughs> Yo, he was literally on the edge of the canvas, like screaming, grabbing the cage. Yo, I've never seen him like that. And ever since that day. You knew he had that fire. No, he's been telling me, like, I'm going to fight him in May. Oh, okay. I'm going to mm, yeah. get in the cage, and I'm going to prove, like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, you got to train for that. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's not that easy. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to first do these things in jiu-jitsu, then I'm going to fight. I'm like, okay. But, and uh, wrestling. And wrestling, yeah. He loves wrestling. He's very, very good at wrestling. He's ranked, actually, I believe, third in the nation at his age. In awesome. Really? Yeah. So he's and very, that, very good. How do you feel about those dreams of... I mean, do you, try, do you do you try to talk him out of the MMA? No, or it's no. I, I do like you. I do like she does. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see. Everyone I do will support you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We never, we never. I never put the. I just tell him like it's not as easy as it looks. You know, it may look easy, you know, but it's not that easy. You know, so just it's tell simple, him. but it's not easy. Yeah. So competitive spirit runs in the family. Let's talk about some of the things that you do on the mat that. That hmm. really make you stand out. Uh, do they call it the muffler, right? Where, where did yeah. where did the whole hand over the mouth kind of start? Was that something you learned, or did something you just start doing on your own? I just started doing it on my own because I started realizing sometimes you're training with somebody and they got hot breath, and you're like, bro, just cover that. <laughs> let's cover that. And then I realized I was like, oh my, this is bothering him. Like, yeah. you know. And then I just started like doing it just to play with people, you know. And then I realized like oh, I could do this in a lot of different places, not just here. And uh, one of the best places to do it is on the back because you take somebody's back and you're on that seatbelt and hooks and they're kind of just playing defense and they're holding your hands and it's hard to get under their neck. But if you cover their mouth, they start panicking, you know, because yeah. guess what? Can't breathe. Everything comes out of your mouth and nose, you know, you cover both ends. They start panicking. And, uh, and I started doing it in training and I realized the neck would come up a lot more. It would come up a lot more often than you could imagine when you start doing that. And I uh, just started putting a little system behind it. I'm like, hey, trap here, trap there, cover the mouth. They raise their neck. Like I, I, I must have tapped really four high-level black belts today, like high-level guys, the guys that I looked up to before I was ever even anybody, uh, just by doing that to them today. And I cover their mouth, and their neck comes up, and I'm like, slide right under their neck, and then they kind of laughed at me, like, oh, I can't believe you did that to me. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that again if you give me a chance. <laughs> you know? Do you remember when you did it, like – at the fight because i remember oh uh, yeah the one the combat jiu-jitsu match yeah. that i did yeah, yeah i remember that i remember that's it. where it became famous yes that's exactly when it became <laughs> famous. i actually told um we were backstage and jizzy's was kind of helping me warm up and gilbert and i told them i'm like i'm gonna do this and they're like you better do that because you're doing that to us and i'm like <laughs> oh, i'm gonna do it today and they're like all right we want to see you do it then and i'm like all right and then i came out and sure enough i i kind of softened the guy up a little bit and then i was like all right here we go and then I did it, and he started panicking. I was like, oh, he's going to tap. And then it took the internet. Oh, yeah, I remember the next day it was memes everywhere. Yeah. Still to this day, the one with the spanking. Is, is that the same one where you kind of spanked them, spanked somebody on the butt? That became a meme. No. I don't, there, right? I don't know. What's one, that maybe. one? No? You don't know that? What's that yeah, one? Yeah, there's though? one that you kind of like started spanking somebody on the butt. You were, Probably. You know, Probably yeah, com there's I'm, so I'm many. The combat jiu-jitsu ones yeah. are, are great, even though I've never done combat jiu-jitsu again. 
I wish I, I wish you know somebody would host a combat jujitsu match for me. You wouldn't do it because of the organization. You wouldn't do it because of I, just because of the professional scene behind it. I want to I want to be compensated for whatever. Oh, I do. okay. You know, and I, I no, haven't, makes sense. I haven't got any, makes sense. I haven't got an an opportunity to do it again, and I, that's on my list to do again because mm -hmm. I feel like there is no rule set in grappling that favors me more than that one. You know, because yeah. that's again like I when I did MMA, that's all I was hunting. Sure. Know? Hunting the the grappling, you know, combat grappling of it, you know. Yeah. So I don't think there's anybody in the world that's better than me in that rule set. So I would love to do it again, but the, there's very little events that that host that, and uh, um, you know, it's on my it's on my to do list. And how about Kamora King? Yeah. Where did you? When did you start integrating that into your jujitsu, or was it always something? Because I know what, as players we find something that we really like that we go to perfected whatever the case might be right yeah so that was for you when did you decide or when did you find that to be that that uh that ticket i started to focus on that around 2009 because of all the all the high level wrestlers that were here in south florida and that you know the guys that transitioned you know there's nothing worse than going with a wrestler or or an mma guy that just wants to take you down and disengage you know take you down and disengage or take you down mm. and and just stay in front of your guard and not do anything you know so I started playing the game of like um, kind of leaving my legs behind just to let them grab it and then kind of folding around the corner to get their arms or to trap their arms or, you know, making, you know, like a technical get up and then leaving a single leg behind so they grab it and then, you know, following. Just a bait and switch. Yeah, just a bait and switch, yeah, trying to switch into the Kimura and yeah. then just, you know, and then when I grabbed the Kimura, it was always a funnel system. I had a really good system of trapping the person knowing like if i do this he's going to do that and mm -hmm. if i do this he's going to do that and do this and he's going to do that and I, I started to realize it was working when i started trapping the best guy i knew in it all the time and tapping him with it which was at the time pablo i used to he pablo was my really my guinea pig for this move <laughs> he was because he was so good at just take you down pass your guard he would like he was systematic about it. he would do it he would just like and when I say to me, he was doing this to the best guys I've ever seen in my life. Like he did it to, I, I can name you 10 of the best guys ever in jujitsu and I watched him do it to them. And it was just incredible how good he was at what he did. He would just take you down, pass your guard. He would mount you, he would S mount arm bar you, or you would take your, you would pass. And then as he's passing your guard, you would you know try to get away from him and you would turn your back and you take your back and rear naked choke you across your face. So if you fell on the ground and he was on top of you, the next step was him to pass your guard. So you didn't want to be there, you know. So you, I would, I learned because of MMA. I was like, I got to get up. Like if he, if I was fighting him in a fight and he took me down, I have to get back up. But every time you get back up, he would take you down again, you know. So it was like an unstoppable force that you couldn't just figure out what to do with, you know. And sweeping him was nearly impossible. So it would be like, all right, I, I figured out how to get up. I was like, but every time I get up, he takes me back down. I'm like, ah. So then I started putting the Kimura together, and then one time I had a, you know, a sweep on it. You know, like I got it, and mm. I reversed him. I got on top, and I was like, oh, that, that worked. You know, and then it became a system that I just started learning how to implement. And, and he was my, you know, the reason why I did it, because I started realizing like, if I'm doing it to this guy, and he's probably the best guy in the world right now. Yeah, it's going to work. It's going to work on anybody, yeah. you know? And then it started working on everybody. It was just, it became my go-to, you know? It became the, that's why eventually I branded the, the Kimura, you know, Kimura King thing just to, to get it, kind of get it out there for people to see, you know. Sure. Do you have people that come into the gym, you know, new students or do you, people know who you are. They know where your gym is. 
Do you get challenges? People ever walk in and no. Hey, let's. Uh, no, I, I get people that come in that they want to, they want to challenge themselves. You know. Okay. So, but I. I rarely get people to come in. I know. Like, Maybe right. back in the days, right? Yeah, there was crazy people crazy back in the days. So there was crazy the people. It's <laughs> crazy people who still to this day they'll come in and just joke, you know, but they, they don't know any better, you know. It's uh I'll be honest with you, there's a lot more people that come into my gym that don't have no idea who I am as opposed yeah. to the people I mean, there is people of course that come, yeah. they know exactly who I am. But there's a lot more people that come in that they have no idea who I am. Then they just come up, sign up, they start and doing jujitsu. And then one day they Google. And then one day it hits them like, oh, dang, <laughs> like, this guy oh. is kind of popular in jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. It's they so see funny. A meme. I think I've seen you in a meme. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you in, in uh, on the internet and videos and people talking about you. I'm like, yeah, the, I I, I kind of do this a little bit. <laughs> you have an amazing space in Pembroke Pines. It's in Hollywood now. Hollywood. Yeah, we moved. Okay. We moved like uh, two miles east, and they changed cities. So, but it's like, it's a bigger space than what you had. Yeah, it's yeah. are you outgrowing that space already? Um, almost. No. <laughs> Everybody tells me yes, but I'm like no. Okay. Because I was in in a such a small gym for such a long time, and we made it do, you know. And uh, this place is amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, we have three mats. We have six thousand square foot of mats. You know, I don't see myself outgrowing this anytime soon. I mean, she smiles when you say that. Yeah. She's saying. Some it nights in there, it gets busy. We, we have a plan, but we're not going to say okay. it. Until it's done. <laughs> okay. 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 We're, we're firm believers in keeping our, our yeah. ideas to ourselves. Sure. That's good. Yeah. We, we don't like honor. to say the plans before it's actually no, course, done. So we, we got plans yeah. for it. That's I had the honor to train your space uh, one morning. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful, right? I love it. I, li- I love the white mats. Yeah, I love the lights in there. Beautiful. They're bright. You can see everything that's going on. Jiu-Jitsu heaven, I call it. Oh, it is. It's, it's <laughs> a different experience once you're on those white mats. Yeah, it's fun over there. It's, uh, you know, it's competitive. It's fun. It's good people. It's, uh, you know, it's everything you want for Jiu-Jitsu. Miguel tells us, you know Miguel, who's mm-hmm. used to train with us up in Fight Sports Coral Springs, who's now, he moved down to Davie. He trains with you guys. He says... Wagner sees a kid that's just there to watch. He makes him get on the mat. He's like, get, let's go. Let's go. Get on the mat. Yeah. They could be in their jeans and sh- or shorts, right? And you, I, you get, well, I, what's the what's the idea behind that? Just you got to get everybody on the mat. Yeah. You know, I do that with parents too. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, uh, your kid's been training for a month or two. What do you see? Oh, he's doing great. I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm talking about you. What do you see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you got to get everybody involved. It's, it's important. You know, like I said, I say this about my kids. It's not a, it's not. Jiu-Jitsu isn't a sport. It's a life skill. Every human being should know how to defend themselves. Yeah. You know? How often do you see people just shy away from helping somebody else? You know, you see videos all the time, people posting of like, you know, somebody grabbing somebody in the street and people just pretending they don't see it. I'm like, bro, you're doing that because you're scared. Mm-hmm. People true. do that because yeah. you're scared. Because oh, they're like, one of us know. sees that. They're like, hey, do. man, what are you doing? You know, they yeah. wouldn't know what to say or to do, you know? They wouldn't know if they say, hey, what are you doing? How the reaction is going to come from the other person, you know? And if they'd be able to confront that other person if yeah. they came at them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So most people don't have, you know, if you look back at humanity, you know, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know how many years, let's say, you know, 2,000 years ago, you know, we were traveling and, and living in the wild, whatever it was. Every human being probably knew how to defend themselves, and they knew they had to defend themselves to survive. Of course, you know, which today we've become, you know, um, domesticated, right? It's guess the right word. Domesticated, word. domesticated right? You know, so we don't know, we don't understand that we're wonders. soft. Yeah, it's very soft. If, <laughs> very, very soft. If we get confronted, you don't. The person thinks like by being confronted, you think you have to fight. 
And it's not mm. necessarily the case, right? You think you have to fight, but you don't have to fight. There's a lot of other skills that you can use before yeah. you fight. Yeah, there's a lot of skills yeah. before you have to fight. You know what I mean? There's communication. Yeah, that's the first one. Like, hey, why are you doing that? You're not supposed to do that. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. But nobody has the, the skill set. They believe if they confront somebody, they have to automatically fight them. And that's not necessarily the case, you know? So it's, again, if you had jujitsu, you would understand that, like, hey, if I confront you and I say something that I need to say and you get upset and you come at me, at least I know what to do. Mm -hmm. And most humans don't have that kind of skills. They don't have that kind of brain capacity. They don't have the, the problem solving. You know, I believe problem solving mm -hmm. comes with jujitsu too, you know? Yeah. So there's just so many I, things. I call that what you just explained there, the quiet confidence that jujitsu gives you. There's a difference between getting into a fight at a bar and training jujitsu and being in that same bar and being able to say, I don't, I don't want to fight that guy because I'm probably going to hurt him. Yeah, and I, then I'm going to get in trouble for it. But knowing that you could walk into a bar, a room, a classroom. I, I hate going to bars or clubs. And, it's just not my environment. Yeah. I got so many I, stories and just theories. There's there was a story once we went to a friend's house, a friend, a good friend of mine, to her New Year's birthday or no New Year's party, and um, she threw a party. And I was just I, on the way, and I already told her I was like, I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to be here at this place. I don't know any of these people doctor I'm not gonna say her name on this oh yeah, yeah. we went to her birthday or her I new year's party sorry we went to her new year's party and new we year's went there party. just to be kind because we know her and we're like you know what we're gonna be supportive we're gonna go she's throwing this thing beautiful house so we show up and she had a dj in her house and there's people dancing and this one here loves to dance by the way, if you don't know, Fafa's TikTok famous. Look her up. <laughs> She's not just, dan just not dancing, but she has videos <laughs> on there. Handle. What's that handle on TikTok? Um, faithfully me. Yeah, that's what go. it is. Oh, yeah, she, she's you know, she's infamous for doing little videos, skits, and funny things, and dancing, and telling good, good, good There's things. There's jujitsu content there. Too. There's jujitsu content. <laughs> she's the number one person in two. TikTok. Uh, number two. two. Yeah, they sage. Sage. <laughs> Between one and two on TikTok for jujitsu too. All right. So long story short, we're there and she's like literally I'm sitting in a chair just like I am right here. She's probably at the end of that microphone dancing right in front of me. And there's a dude, probably where the light is, and he's doing a little dance all on his own by himself. And he starts to back up into her with his butt, like kinda like doing like a booty dance. And I'm just watching. I'm I'm, si I'm sitting in the couch. Remember, this is a li somebody's living room. There's a DJ in, in the living room. I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm just watching him. And he gets kind of close to her, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, don't do that." And he's like, he turns around, he looks me in the eyes. I had no goes, idea he was. He looks me in the eyes. No, I think he knew. He looked me in the eye and goes, "Hey, I'm not scared of you." And I said, "Hey, I'm not asking you to be scared of me. I'm asking you not to back up into her like that." And he's like, "I'll fight." I said, good for you. <laughs> Where is this conversation leading? I'm telling you not to back up into her. I'm not asking you to fight. I'm just telling you don't back up into her. And he's like, I'm not scared of you. And I'm saying, just the fact that you said that twice tells me you're scared of me. Mm -hmm. So stop backing up into her. That's all I'm asking you to do. Like, come on, man. Common sense. And then there was another guy there that was with him that caught wind, saw what was happening, kind of was near him, and came over. He's like, hey, bro, no, I don't want no problems. I said, I don't want no problems either. I'm just asking this gentleman here to stop backing up into her, you know, with his with his butt. Like, he was like, literally, he had backed up to the point where he was pushing her on top of me, and mm -hmm. she was like, in front of me. She's like, as he came closer, she backed up. As he came closer, she backed up. And then she got to the point where she looked back at me like, you see what's happening? I'm like, yeah, I see what's happening. And I'm like, hey. And I tapped him like, hey, man, don't do that, you know? 
So, but you're the back, guy with the cauliflower ear, so you're the guy that's causing the problem. Yeah, back to the yeah. thing. It's like I don't want to get. In a, I don't want to get in a fight. Like, yeah. bro, I'm, like we're not gonna fight. There's not gonna be a fight. Yeah. He's very it's not, chill too. It's not gonna be a fight. Does it make yeah. sense? It's, it's not, not gonna be a fight. Yeah, it's not a fight. Yeah, it's mm. not even fun. You so know? listen, I'm gonna hurt you. You know, like here's a question, right, from um, Jose Pagan. Huh. Uncommon, right? uncommon gem. That's that's Davi mm. Ramos. We call him Davi Ramos. Okay. What Why? are some of the tools he's trying <laughs> He looks strategies. like Davi Ramos. He's Davi Ramos' twin brother. Okay. A shout out to, Go. to Davi Ramos. <laughs> what are some of the tools and strategies that you employ to keep a strong mental space in approaching competition, training, and life? The stuff that you talk about right now. Help us learn how to smile in our matches to ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Just to be confident in, uh, in training is basically, I guess, where he's or his competition, whatever. Yeah. It's just be... Well, the mindset, the mindset. What keeps you so focused that situations like that, like you were just talking about, it doesn't even have to go into Back you getting car. upset. You getting upset because a lot of people would automatically have flipped, flipped the switch, yeah. you in your position, and said, you know what, I'm going to choke you right now. Just yeah. because you're saying that. Yeah, just because that. you're talking to me like that. Yeah, I was like, bro, stop. <laughs> like, like, That just doesn't make sense, mm. you know. For me, it's um, the confidence of, you know, being able to do what we do, you know, be able to be able to train the way I train and know what I know and and know that you know it's not worth you know my life you know for example if I grab this guy and I choke him and he goes against a gun and kills me like bro it's not worth my time mm -hmm. that's not worth my time mm -hmm. at all you know that I don't want to deal with anything like that like that to me that's why I'm like I don't want to go places that I got to deal with people who are going to test themselves to see if they can you know what I mean like you know you, you don't know what the world's like people Prove themselves lost. to yeah. themselves against Wagner Rocha right yeah well it's just not just named Wagner well, it could, it could be, be anybody person. sure yeah, it, it could, could be, be anybody but why put yourself in that position no, you don't, don't need to yeah, be that person I don't need to be that person yeah. I'm better than this and I don't need that in my life and the confidence comes from just being surrounded by good people and uh, and and uh, and putting myself through the ringer as much as I can mm -hmm. and uh, and being you know I, mean, I keep keep going back to it it's just being disciplined with not just my body and my mind but with with my faith you know just mm -hmm. knowing that what's right is right and what's yeah. wrong is wrong you know and i imagine it has to do with the crowd that you keep because the crowd that you keep also practices those same values i keep such a small circle of people around me mm -hmm. you know and uh, for the most part the people that are in the gym that I surround myself with my training partners and friends, people always say, oh, you, you know, I, don't, I really don't do much. Like, she'll tell you, like, my weekends, like, normally Saturday night, what am I doing? You're old. So you don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting up. 35? 35? Oh, are you, how old are you? She's 35. She's 35? How old are you? 39. 39. That's all. Yeah, she's going to be no. 36 soon. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is still 29 forever <laughs> yeah so for me and and for her we're, we we're so simple we just want to be together and just do small things and so my circle is so tight and and even some of my really good friends are like what do you you know we never hang out and i'm like bro you're actually a good friend of mine like the, yes. as much as we <laughs> as much as we hang out and i see you in training or in, in other places we travel to like that's as close as my circle gets you know if we travel together good friends mm, yeah okay. for the most part yeah <laughs> okay. we don't Are have to go out we don't have to club but we 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 travel together you you're an important person <laughs> yeah. yeah so i ask this question a lot or you're obviously jujitsu consumes so much of your life are you fans of jujitsu do you watch the competitions on flow grappling are you watching youtube videos 
Are you a consumer of jujitsu as well? I am. Yeah. I don't think I don't I'm know not. If I'm no. Not. no. My no. kids. Well, not on my own will, but mm-hmm. since they are <laughs> it's sitting forced upon you. Yeah. <laughs> since they're By sitting default. down in the living room watching. Yeah. You know, fight, win, fight. Mm-hmm. I'll sit down and watch as well. But mm-hmm. on my own. Let's watch it, guys. Let you know. Let's make popcorn and watch this. It's I don't even know when. I don't. It's the next fight. I don't know if but, I am a consumer because I really love it and that's what I like watching, or I'm doing it because it's homework. I'm I'm confused. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, it's, I believe it's more homework nowadays than it is anything because yeah, to you I, I believe so too. Yeah, I used to be like that with MMA, and I used to watch every single UFC there was. And nowadays, I don't watch anything. I don't know mm-hmm. who's who and what's what. Like I, I, Only if it's someone we know. Only, fights. exactly. Like tonight, there's a card and there's like two people I know, people that I've been training at Sanford, you know. And I'm like, man, I, I need to watch this just because I want to watch this person and support mm-hmm. them, kind of sure. cheer for yeah. them. Yeah, makes sense. But I probably, like last weekend's card, if Gilbert hadn't been on the card, I don't know if I'd watched it. Really? You know what I mean? Like I would have been like, eh. That's the the more common answer because I ask that of a lot of our guests. It's more common than you'd think that most of the people who who earn a living from jujitsu are like, yeah, I don't don't watch it. <laughs> I oh, make so it is of, common. Okay, it's very common. Yeah, that I, like, I, yeah, I, don't I watch, watch it. Or like I, I'm anticipating. One. I'm anticipating watching tonight's um, card, the the road to ADCC uh, that they're hosting on Flow. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like. Do I need to rush out of here to go watch it? Because that's no, I'll watch it tomorrow. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> if I know the results tonight, it won't change my life. I'm gonna sure. go watch it either way, just because yeah. I want to see. Learn there. Yeah. I want to see what what was done in the match and yeah. what how which pace yeah. was set. You know what I mean? Like I just want to watch the match to kind of understand what they're doing, because that's my job to study. And I keep thinking back to when I used to do that with MMA, and I used to think I was like, no, I was like, I loved MMA. No, it was a profession, and mm. I was just studying the the job. You know. So maybe when I get older, I don't know if I will continue to be this person I am now. I hope I continue to always watch jiu-jitsu because I feel like if it's not going to be my job, it'll be my kid's job, you know. So hopefully my life won't, you know, because I, I believe out of my house, I'm the most um, nerd out of all, all the kids and, and me. Jasmine's, <laughs> I don't think Jasmine doesn't have the same amount of, like, watching stuff and Achilles doesn't Achilles doesn't watch at all he like he, he this kid is my son is so special he's funny he he won't even drill at the gym and he'll show up and I'll be like hey did you see that move I thought and be like yeah, I saw it. I'm like you don't know the move I'm talking about he's like no no this move and then he'll show me it perfectly and I'm like wow but never like, drilled but he'll never drilled it he'll never and then he'll execute it in training and he'll do yeah. things like he'll do variations, things, bro, variations he his own, he'll do his own variation yeah like he's just exceptional like so it's weird fight iq that's like right they say in like boxing their fighter iq yeah he's so it's, talented yeah. it's weird talented jasmine is a, a workhorse she's like if she doesn't work at it she won't be good at it so for her she needs to train and train and train and, and just perfect by training and uh you know you know the, the old 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 uh saying you know iron sharpens iron for her mm, it's that yeah you know for him no for him it's like just show up and you know like you know, he probably won't train a month, show up and compete and, and do well. You know, like that's just that's that tough age, right? Like twelve to twelve, you've, you're discovering girls, phone, fourteen, the he's, apps to... fourteen. He's he's yeah, he's is a problem right now. Right. He's like a like a he looks like a man, but he's a child 
and uh, and uh, and <laughs> girls. Yeah, that age. <laughs> Wait, you ever heard of a fourteen-year-old that's six one, one hundred ninety-five pounds? No, very rarely. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he's a man-child. It's and it's weird. He's a good-looking kid too. Kind of looks like his mom, so he's blessed there. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, he's he's definitely on that on that life kind of, you know, checking the whole the whole scenario of what's happening in the world, you know. But uh, you know, they, they in our house for jujitsu is, but they everybody sits down. Like if I turn the TV on and I start watching, they'll kind of one at a time kind of sit and, and sit and with me the, there is some days that we wind up on the floor you know trying moves on each other it has happened before <laughs> yeah. and we'll just spend like a sunday afternoon just like drilling I, saw, I saw one of your randomly. videos where your kids were throwing you around a lot yeah, or that, everybody was throwing yeah, each other around yeah, yeah, right yeah and that happens yeah. too yeah the, the, the video of love <laughs> yes, yeah. yes 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 <laughs> that video is i'm new to tiktok i don't know if that was a tiktok i'm brand new to tiktok there's two or three videos that she's posted that's hilarious one is like She's like, it's a, it's My a meme. Favorite it's, a, one it's a voice is... meme that's like, have you ever been in love? And then the person's like, well, I see that when you're, so... you're in the background. You're in the background. Yeah. Yes, there are. <laughs> I see, I see that. Yeah. A little clip scene there yeah. that, you know, I had, I had it on my phone of us just like being silly, doing jujitsu, trying moves. And yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. During quarantine, there was a lot of that. Yeah, there was a lot of that. How bad? You meant, we talked about it a little bit before, but let's, let's talk about it here. How how bad did the quarantine affect you? How how bad was the pandemic for you? We, as far as we, the gym, we um we had such a great culture. We were blessed. There was a lot of students that just kind of, they were like, we're good. Don't worry about us. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Just you know, give us as much as you can with what you what we got, and we'll keep it moving. And there was a lot of students that quit. You know, and uh, it's you know it's expected because some some are the core, and then some are new. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. expect the guy who started jiu-jitsu two months ago to. Say, yeah, just, you know, I'm not going to do this for the next six months, but you can you can keep my membership alive, you know? Yeah. And then there's students that are, you know, five years old. They were like, you know, we've been here forever. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. It's not going to change our lives, you know? Because most people, let's be real, they kept their jobs. You know, most people kept normal. I just started working. I worked from home. Changed, work, yeah. My life didn't change you know? much. But in our business, it's not the necessarily the yeah. case, you know? So Did you business, close down officially for, uh, for X amount of time? I closed yeah, for about for two three, months. Three months, no? Right. I felt like it was two months, maybe three months. Yeah, two and a half, two and a half. Yeah, I got the first uh, month we 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 as a family got kind of scared, you know, just like everybody else. We're like, oh, man, this is people are dying, you know, and then people are dying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we got scared. We got intimidated because everything was happening in the country, which is craziness. Mm -hmm. And then the second month I was just like, yeah, I'm not really going to be this can't I can't we can't continue this process because we're going to eventually shut down if we do this for much longer you know so we did, did so the zoom we did this we did zooms we did zooms yeah. for the right away right when we opened we closed we were on zoom and then we realized zoom wasn't going to go anywhere and then within two months of being closed we're like no we got to open back up you know and uh, i just put plastic everywhere and and uh, opened the gym and people were training and we kept uh, the gym alive through whoever wanted to show up. You know, like if you want, if you're not really worried, show up and train. Yeah. You know, if you are, then you know, I'm sorry. You know, people were some people were sensitive about it. You know, I still have many students that were, you know, longtime students that just haven't even come back yet. You know, and I'm like, man, you know, like vaccines are out. Everybody's, you know, most people are back. Student, our student base is better now. You know, things did. There was an upward boom, 
you know, and I know a lot of the schools have the same process. Yeah, we're seeing that. In but the COVID Springs. was a time that we like realize who is family and mm. who wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that yeah, because no, you know, we had a huge support of, you know, yeah. Yeah, there was real a lot of people, people there saying, you know, Supported like he said, we're going nowhere, we're still gonna yeah. continue paying, you know, and, yeah, and was it was that something were... that we say like, oh, please continue to pay and we will credit you guys back as as soon as we open. It's just mm -hmm. now, you know, if we shut down yeah especially know. for us we had just moved into that new location we'd been there just short of a little over a year i believe and it was just you know just a lot of good blessings though you know there's a lot of good people there's people that weren't even um there there's a, one student that comes to mind he was didn't even have a membership anymore and he's just like hey here sign me up put me back on and i'm like why are you doing that and he goes man just want to support just want to support know. and i'm like ah Thank you. We're you know, so blessed. We're awesome. so blessed yeah. with good people at our gym. Like, I feel like we attract so so many good people. Yeah, I think that's the good nature of jujitsu. Will return that yeah. to you. You know, Absolutely. that's the beautiful aspect of it. I have another uh, listener question for you. So we had uh, uh, Carolina Granite. It's Jason Goldstein is his name. One of the aspects of your approach to competition is your hardcore old school style. He says it reminds me of two other old school legends, Ralph Gracie, Half Gracie, and Salo Hibero. Who would Wagner say is his biggest influences, if any, in the history of BJJ? I know. Do you? <laughs> Marcelo. Yeah, Marcelo was, it's but he was right his there. style. His style was different. You watched like, him. Yeah, I watched him a lot. Of course, Marcelo Garcia. Yeah, he's the goat. To me, he's the goat. Just brought his north south, his first north south instructional. Yeah, he's I love that he's the goat in uh, in uh, of jujitsu for me just because of his size and the accomplishments he did. You know, he's just he made he did so many things that people wish they did once. He did five, six times in a row, and yeah. you know, and he was just unreal. But um, his approach to jujitsu wasn't exactly the the answer to that question. Um, I I don't know where exactly I drew it from, but. If it, to me, it was more of like I just wanted to be as tough as I could while doing good technique at the same time. You know, just like I wanted to make people's people's lives really hard while I was grappling. At the same time, bringing that like MMA aspect to grappling. You know what I mean? So he said, "Half Gracie." I, I like to look. I wouldn't say Henzo would be an uh, would be a guy that I'm like saying I used him as a an example, but like remembering watching Henzo fight Sakuraba and he was just like didn't care that his arm was gonna get ripped off while he was fighting him. Just it, that sets with me some way, just because it makes me think like, man, that guy was like he didn't care, like he was there to die, he was there to either win by killing someone or lose by dying, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, and that to me is like the the ultimate savagery moment, you know. In my mind, like I I relate that, you know, saying Alf Gracie because he's his brother, yeah. makes me think of like you know the mindset that I bring to when I compete. You know, I'm like in there, there is no, I have no regard for you. You know, that's why back the gym, Jim was like, oh, you know, I'm like, bro, you sure you want to do this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, like I'm, I asked you, I warned you. It was it was funny because it wasn't just Jim. There was another kid that he brought into the tournament with him, a friend of his. Who is now the black belt too, and the kid was good, and um, and I did the kid dirty too, and uh, 
he, both him and the kid were they were like good you're honest yeah him and him and the friend him and the kid were good friends and they left there and they were like just like shaking their head they're like bro i can't believe you like he, he said i heard his friend for like his friend had to like i think it was a i think it hit him with a wrist lock if i'm not mistaken like philippe style but it was something where i did to him where he was like messed up for a very long time and it wasn't like i grabbed it and he did tapped and i didn't let go it was just i grabbed it I ripped it off. You meant it. You grabbed I ripped it, like it you off. Meant it. Yeah. I ripped it off, and then he had to scream because I ripped it off. He didn't scream because it was like a slow, progressive tap. It was like I'm gonna break it, you know, when I grab it. So, and again, it's that's the what I was talking about being savage, you know, when I do things, it's just like doing it as mean as I can, so that you know when I do something, you know that I'm doing it to hurt you, you know, because that's what my job is. Is we're on a stage, you're shaking my hand, we're gonna fight. Yeah. You know, if you grab my leg and you break it, I'm going to look at you and be like, good job. You did your job. You know, but if I grab your leg and break it, I'm going to look at you and say, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm not. You know, have you ever had any major injuries from just like tournaments? Uh, not in tournaments. I've hurt myself in training a lot. You know, yeah. I broke my tibia and fibula. Like you see these guys breaking on television nowadays. Yeah. Um, from kicks? From, no, from I MMA? somebody jumped oh. guard and and mm. uh, and uh, fell on my leg and I looked down and my foot looked like Anderson Silva's leg. Ugh. Yeah. And then uh, I spent like six months to a year kind of, you know, nursing that and getting it back. And then uh, I had um, a meniscus tear, you know, have a bunch of cuts, you know, stitches, yeah. get stitches regularly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that's about it. Anything else I, I, I injured that you remember? No, I think that was it. Yeah. All right, we're going to go into a speed round. We're going to go in the speed round, and now we have two of you to do the speed Ooh. round. So you're both going to answer. We'll ask both of you these questions. Okay, so gi or no gi? What's your favorite? No gi. No gi. No gi. Takedown or pull guard? Takedown. <laughs> I don't know. She's not good either one, so yeah. she's not sure. She's not sure. I saw that's a setup. Both. And girls, that's girls, like, that's girls always pull guard, so she just like waits for them to pull guard. But or she doesn't get a takedown either. Or if they try to take down and go for the kimura, so it's like I wait for them to mm, react. Do you know? Do, I know are, that's a good thing. Are you? Is, uh, should I ask you? Is she good at your move? She she has a um, she's spent a lot of time learning it. We we. We did a camp uh, seminar through Europe for like a month, and she spent literally, it was a month. She did a month of every day. I did one seminar every day for a month that in Europe. Awesome. And she yeah. went to every single amazing. seminar for, you know, so imagine three hours a day, every day for yeah. a month. Learning moves, that move? Learning moves oh, that moves. I was teaching that was connected to that move. Okay. It's the so, float. Yeah, she did, we it did between the float and the, the kimura. Float and kimura, float and kimura. <laughs> so she, le she learned the float and the kimura really well. So yeah, she she has a she has some good series from there. All right, toughest match ever. Toughest match ever. Uh, MMA or jujitsu? Either one. Uh, Both. Donald Cerrone, my UFC debut. Really? Oh, you fought Donald, really? Yeah, it's, wow. it was rough. Yeah. Yeah, I got my butt whooped for, for three rounds. <laughs> How about jujitsu? Uh, jujitsu. Stand out. Man. There's a lot of fights in jiu-jitsu. I mean, right off the bat, um, my last loss at ADCC was was rough. You know, my uh, match with JT Torres that I lost, it was uh, it was hard. It wasn't hard because it was hard. The match it was hard just because I lost. It was just like, oh, this sucks. You know, I've gotten to this point. This is the point. This is the 
my journey that I've been chasing my whole life, and I get to that last part and I misstep, you know. But it's it's part of the game. Toughest match. His. Yours. No, your your own toughest. You said you competed. Do you have a Do you have a match? But we don't no, have to necessarily know their no. name. But was there a time I, where I, you're I like, ah, oh, this I can, a yeah, tough. I can answer this for her. Go ahead. She just competed recently, oh, and no. yeah, and it was oh. tough for her because she was a purple, like, a purple, yeah, belt. a purple belt, and she didn't want to do it, and she. She had been saying, I'm never going to compete again, never going to compete again. And then one day, you know, Jasmine is the, that person that she's like, <laughs> she's like, they're poking her with a stick. And she's like, you should sign up. And Fafa was like, all right, I'll do it. And Jasmine went and signed her up. So she right got, away. Like, oh, she signed no. her up. No like, chance. Like, she said something. She couldn't back out of it. You yeah, know? Yeah. So her name was on the thing for like two months. She knew she was going to go compete. And she's like, oh, dreading the moment. And then she went and competed. And uh, and she was upset with the with the competition. And then she came back and she it was like it, it sparked something in her. She lost, but it sparked something in her. And I told her like that's why you compete because that, that's with the spark that you want. That's the like the the relighting the candle of like yeah. hey I need this is what I did wrong. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to get better. So I think that could be your your the toughest loss. Will one. you compete again? Will yeah. you? No. You, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Talk to Jasmine. Yeah. Be careful, be careful what you say around Jasmine because we'll see. Don't she say. might catch you when you're half asleep. Mom, can you want to compete? Sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Next question is: Other than achieving the rank of black belt, obviously you've been a black belt forever. What is your ultimate goal in the world of jujitsu? To change the sport. In what way? Uh, make it when, better. Yeah. Make it professional, make it real, so people can make a real living off of it, and uh, and take it to a level that doesn't exist right now. I have some actually things working out to to do that. You know, I want to create a, a league for jujitsu, and uh, and I think jujitsu needs that. I think it doesn't have it now, and I think there's a lot of people that are like, oh, there's no money in jujitsu. No, there's there's people making money in jujitsu. There's lots of avenues to make money in jujitsu. Just people don't know how to do it. And I feel like um, I'm in a really good position right now in my life, you know, that people know my name and uh, and eventually I'll get forgotten just like everybody else in the past has got forgotten. And uh, I, w I don't want to get forgotten and just be left with a memory of who I was. I want to use that to try to take jujitsu to the next level. Carry forward. Are you surprised at where it is now? Oh, like pleasantly surprised or like this is taking too long? Um, I am like... I can't say I'm pleasantly surprised, but I can't say it's taking too excuse me too long either. I think it's 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 gradually moving at at the exact rhythm it's supposed to move. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's still people that are in front of jujitsu that are not really doing anything to help jujitsu. So like I'll give you an example: one organization that's huge that makes a ton of money that they don't do nothing for jujitsu and they all they do is collect is the IBJJF, for example. They're great for the sport. They take in, you know, payments. They they host really good uh, tournaments. They're really good for the 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 lower level guys that want to grow to the next level. But they're on they're on their own plan. They're on their own goals. You know, their their goals is to just continue to great create revenue. A it's a business. Plan. It's yeah, a business it's plan a business. for them. Yeah. So. What are they doing for the sport? You know, what are they doing to make the sport better? What are they doing to take the sport to the next level? They're not doing anything. They're they're just feeding their pockets. And and uh, again, are they great? Yeah, they're amazing. They're the most well ran, most accomplished, most recognized, most everything. They're the federation, but 
they, you know, they have their own goals. What you do you know? think they could be doing? If you if you could get somebody's ear there, what do you think they could be doing differently? I don't, don't want to put that in no. the world. No. Because I'm going to put that in the world okay. myself. There you All go. Right, I'm not going to okay. put that in the world. And hopefully you come back and talk about it. I will. I will. <laughs> you guys, hopefully you guys host me back. I'll, I'll come here to tell you as soon as I launch i'm already in the process of doing this, awesome. this thing that when I'm, it's done you tell yeah no uh, that, you know. we're good with that but there's uh, awesome. you know there's so much that could be done i think um jujitsu is a hobby um it's a sport and uh every sport started the same way think about it soccer probably started this way you know football probably started this way baseball probably started this way every sport started somewhere right so we have a huge following and we live in a different you know, generation that, uh, you know, man, freaking cornholes on TV, you know? Yeah. Right. People are making <laughs> so much money playing cornhole. Come on. Yeah, Seriously? Crazy. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Bowling? Golf? I, mean, I, I feel like there's still so many people to find out what jiu-jitsu is, though. Yeah, I still have people like that come still... to my school that ask me for karate or taekwondo or, you know, they don't know any better, you know? Like, yeah. how's that? How are we in this... Day and age, and, Day and, people, age don't and people don't know what jiu-jitsu is, exactly. you know? Yeah. Like, jiu-jitsu is the strongest martial art in the world. It's been proven. It's already been proven. So it's, again, we, we get categorized with UFC or MMA, right? But jiu-jitsu I yeah. love that. The hi-ya. I still yeah. get that yeah, once yeah, in a while. Yeah. Oh, you do. Your wife oh, told me. You do the yeah, yeah. 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 Well, on TikTok. It's funny, right? I, on TikTok. I, yeah, when I it's, not, to, it's not. It, they it, think it you're used like, to bother me now. I'm just like, I, I usually have a good conversation about it. I'm like, well, no, I don't. That's not really that. You know, it's the ground floor. You, sure you, you have to go through that process. And then even then the person's like, yeah, they didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. again, it's, uh, it's sad. You know, why? Why is that happening? Because the people who have... The upper hand are just keeping that upper hand right in our throats, yeah. just keeping us right below water. Well, this is the mecca for it. I mean, South Florida. I mean, if there's a a way to change it or you know I, start I said, a league, you, I just, mean, you need you need to have the right people in the right places, right, to do those things. So, like I said, I don't want to wait till you know ten years goes by and my my name is you know left in the history books and you know. People don't remember who I am, and I'm trying to do this, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. who's this washer?" They're saying, "Make hay while the sun shines." That's so right. Do it when when things are good. That's right. All right. So, what would you be doing if you hadn't have found martial arts? Uh, Did you ever aspire to? I want to be a this a cop, a fireman. No, I you know? didn't. I didn't have any goals. <laughs> yes, Fargo. Professional poker. <laughs> no, no, that, really? was, that was that was that was many many moons after yeah. after jujitsu. Jujitsu came no, first. Joke. Yeah, we joke about that. Yeah, I always say like I could have probably been a, pro, a professional poker player, <laughs> but I I because I did take a hiatus in jujitsu for a couple of years in the middle. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I became uh, an addict, <laughs> not an addict, because an addict. I believe poker is not like a. a legitimately gambling i believe poker is skills in poker you, yeah, know you got I mean? obsessed you got obsessed with yeah, playing I was, poker. yeah I'm, like i said i'm ultra competitive yeah, and yeah, i yeah. got good at it and i got very very in-depth in it let's just say biggest regret if there is one biggest regret as it relates to jujitsu biggest regret what, hmm. what would you have done differently in your journey is there anything you can look back at where you say mm, i wish i wouldn't have done that we're gonna ask you the same question I'm, no, I don't. I got nothing at the top of my head I can come up with. Yeah. How about you? For yourself, or for or even maybe something him. that you think that he might have done for better. For myself, yeah. Um, taking the, those two years off. Yeah. From when I received my blue belt, those two years is like 
It's a world of difference. Oh, Everybody time. takes Those time off, though. Time. Yeah, and letting so. Jasmine sign you up for that tournament the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was part, that was part of it. But the two years, and I mean, when you take yeah. a break, it's it's to get to where you were. Yeah, you gotta work even harder. For yeah. him, um, well, everything happens for a reason, right? But kicking AJ off stage, mm. I think if it would happen, the Wagner. The, you know, in 2014, who he was and who he is today is two different Wagners. I don't think he would do, he would have done this if he would, the situation would present to, you know what I mean? But, he wouldn't do it today. Yeah, you mean, you but, today. but but that no, situation, today, yeah, no. but that situation also helped for him to get exposed because I mm -hmm. believe nobody really knew who Wagner Warcher was before mm -hmm. the kick. Oh, you're the guy who kicked him mm -hmm. off the stage. So that's when yeah. he started to so this make is, a name. This is the kinder gentler Wagner Rocha yeah the more uh again the Buddha monk even that guy that, <laughs> even that guy on the couch yeah. that I was at the party probably would have got it if it was me five years before yeah he would have yeah, got absolutely. it oh, he would have got her I wouldn't have even said two more words I would have said when he said I wasn't scared I would have I would have been standing already um but then again that's the person I became and I really think this is the best version of me now and um and I hope that people see that sometimes it's, you're better off just biting your tongue and and being, uh, you know, taking an insult uh, as a lesson to learn. You know, sometimes, you know, I would, I would tell my kids that when I was younger and somebody would honk at me in traffic, I would first thing I would do is stick my finger out the window and hit my head if I could <laughs> get out the car, just look at the person, and give them the meanest grill I could. And then now when people honk behind me, I'm just like, yo, I'm sorry. You're so impatient back there. I feel bad for you. Like, mm -hmm. man, why are you honking yeah. at me? Like, yeah. you, I mean, your life must be really hard that you got to lay into the horn, you know, and feel this way. Like, To so, get where you're going one minute sooner. Yeah, if like, that. Seriously, do, do, you like remember, do you remember the moment that that switch occurred to you? Did we, have we, we haven't it, talked about that. Well, for me, it was... Was it an event? Was it a match that you lost? Was it a... a yeah, there's, there was a loss in, of life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and then uh, a, um, a uh, turn in my mindset to figure out something bigger in life. You know, for me, it was... I had a friend that was a really close friend that uh, got murdered. And um, it was like... For me, this guy was like probably one of the biggest inspirations in my life to get me to where I am today. He was like, he was the biggest Wagner Rocha believer I've ever met in my life. He was just like, everywhere we went, he was like, bro, you need to do this. You need to go there. You need to go. Like, he literally put me on a plane and took me to, that's how I got in the UFC. He put me on a plane, took me to the Ultimate Fighter tryouts, went with me. And uh, we got there, I did the tryouts, and I, I made it to the second day of the tryouts. And uh, I remember getting, you know, interviewed by Dana White, and then, you know, they flew me out to Vegas for two weeks, and uh, or a week. I don't remember how long it was. It was a long time. They flew me out to Vegas, and I stayed in a room with Michael Johnson. I remember this, and uh, and then they made the final selection. I didn't make the final cut, and then uh, two weeks later, they called me and they gave me that fight, short notice. You know, they were like, "You don't want to go to the show. You're going to go straight to the UFC." You know, so yeah. it was like, yeah, because I remember the going Cerrone fight. That was yeah, the Cerrone yeah, fight. Because right? I remember doing the ultimate fighter show and they were i was funny because they did the the ultimate fighter show they did it in stages they did one guy holding pads for you and then they did one one session of you grappling with somebody and uh and they picked the grappling matches they were like oh this guy this record and they would announce all your accolades you know and 
they picked a guy who was a, another grappler and and I remember doing the 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 <laughs> I remember doing the role with the guy and right before I rolled they had already done one session of the roles and Dana White stood up and he's like bro you guys are here to show me skills if you're just here to hold each other down and not do anything just don't even don't even come out here don't come out on the mat don't do anything and uh, I remember he said it, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, oh, damn. So I got to do something here special, right? So I just literally started toying this guy. It was so bad. I remember feeling bad for him afterwards because I just embarrassed him really badly. Like I basically put him in a triangle and then let him out, and then I armbarred him, and then I let him out. But I didn't tap him. That one time that I tap him, I remember that I just would, like, get his arm straight and kind of, like, like – like look over, I was looking over at them. Like I was like doing it while watching, looking at Dana in his <laughs> eyes. Like you see what I'm doing, and then let him go, and then get like his back, put the rear naked, and kind of smile, let it go, then transition to something else. And I just kept doing it. And in five minutes, I think I might have tapped this guy f five times if I wanted to, but I didn't. And I remember the guy like as soon as we finished the round, he looked at me. He's like, "Bro, what belt are you?" And I'm like, "A black belt." And he's like, "How long you been training?" And I'm like. And he's like, I'm a black belt too, but like, just like <laughs> demoralizing. Like he was like, he wanted to cry. And I, I, I met this guy years later. He's like, do you remember me? And I'm like, no, I don't remember. He's like, we, we grappled once at the the Ultimate Fighter tryouts, and I'm like, oh, I remember you now. <laughs> like a cat playing yeah. with a toy. Yeah. Awesome. And I remember like while I was doing this, I was doing it intentionally, and I was just so used to doing that because I would do it in the gym. Like when I'm training, like I'll be in the gym rolling and I have this habit of doing this and I do it in competition too. I have a habit of watching who's on the mat. Like I don't roll watching my role. I watch the other people. Like I'm rolling and I'm watching a student over there. So nobody gets hurt. It helps. Sure, sure. It's helped me yeah. maintain my business the way it is. So I'm watching and sometimes I'm rolling and I'm like, yeah, look at you, Joe. You're doing really good over there. Good job. That was nice. You know, like, like watching <laughs> this stuff happen, you know? So I, I had this skill to do that and I was just doing it and kind of like looking directly in his eyes while I was doing it. And he didn't take his eyes off me either. And uh, and then they, he came over and talked to me a little bit and then I talked to Joe Silva and got my information and that's how the, yeah. that, that turned about. But again, back to my friend. I remember who, that, that was 2010 that, yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, it was a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> so this friend of mine, um, he was just a huge inspiration and uh, he uh, tragically was murdered and uh, and uh, I started putting things in question in my life, in my brain, in my mind. And uh, one of the things that, that, that you know, brought me back in, in this direction that started to start, a, is this, the seed was planted. Well, she's the one that planted the seed. Um, but she's the one that kind of pointed me like, hey, it's right here, right in front of you. It's been sitting there the whole time and you haven't just paid attention to it was, you know, kind of finding the word, you know, learning, mm, learning, okay. about, learning about God and, and uh and implementing the things that um, that I need to do, and at that time, even when I fought AJ, I wasn't, you know, I, w I knew the word, you know, but I wasn't living through it per se. I wasn't that person that I am today. And I, like I told my kids the story about the honking, like, you know, it, it, people believe like, oh, you find God and you automatically change. It's not true. It's not true at all because it's it's clearly. Work. It's work at it. Like I have to work at it every day to be a new person. Every single day, I have to be better. I have to, you know, consistently try to renew your mind. Renew your mind and change. Uh, add in words for me, please, because you know <laughs> you're you're really good at this. I have to try to change every single day to be a better man, to be a 
new version of myself from yesterday, you know? And uh, like I said, you know, when I was younger, I probably would've got in the car and tried to beat up the guy who was driving behind me. And then, you know, years later, I was like thinking about flicking them off, but I wouldn't flick them off because I was just like thinking, cursing in my brain about how I wanted to do it and getting, still getting offended by it. And then, you know, two years later, we're person's honking at me and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe these people, you know, like what's wrong with them, you know, still upset about it. And now I'm like, people honk me, I mean, I feel bad. I'm like, man, I feel bad for you that your life is that hard that you have to lay into the horn because the light changed and I wasn't paying attention because I normally am not, you know, <laughs> but it's again, it's a, it's a, a changing uh, of, uh, of your, of your old you and, uh, and becoming a new you and, uh, and then back to trying to inspire others to be the same, you know, try to draw out the the best version of yourself every single day you know so that people okay. can get inspired and sure. become better you know yeah all right we have one final question now listen we do a lot of joking around on the show we do a lot of serious stuff but we do a lot of joking around well and this is our joke, balance this is exactly right this is our joking around question we no. ask everyone it's joking around this is not a joking oh, around question well, this is the most important question that you can ever ask anybody <laughs> in the world of jiu-jitsu what is this it? Is if it? you want to put it there this is wanna... the most important okay. question that you're uh, ever going to both, you guys, to both. <laughs> to both. Go, to, ahead. Uh, go ahead go ahead lay it on the uh, rocha family and see what they say do you wash your belt no no Perfect. Okay, great answer. Who does? Okay, people we'll do it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about Thank that. Thank you, everybody. Now Milton. <laughs> I wash my belt. Yes, I wash my belt. Milton is this cheater. Resident belt washer. Cheater. I, I you know, walk so. in. I hygiene. Do you buy a new belt all the time too, or no? Okay. No. Do you buy a new belt too? Then you might as well should buy a new belt. You should just get new belts. Because if you're washing your belt, you're trying to implement that you've been training more than you really have. That's okay, what I believe so, in belt washers. Oh, okay, because I, it looks wear, I have worn heard, out and faded, yeah, right? It's cheating. The coaches oh. are looking at it going, look at that guy. He's got that belt for so Remember, coaches forget how long you have a belt for, right? Like Fafa said, oh, it's been three years. I don't remember when I gave Actually, her a blue belt. Four now that I thought I don't even, I don't remember when I gave her a purple belt. I just know there's a certain amount of time. I'm like, I look at I'm like, all right, she's getting better. She's progressing. I'm not looking at the color of her belt, but if she washed her belt every time she trained, that belt would look faded as hell right now. And then I'd she be like, salty. wow, man, salty. That, that belt is old. She's been a belt a long time. <laughs> so I believe there's, there's a cheating process. Strictly, oh, okay. strictly hygiene. Strictly for she, she, she's just buying a belt. Never, ever, had never taken that. A, a few people have said that now, that. I want I want to see the practice. I want to see my training on my belt. I want it to wear from the training, not okay. from the washing. Okay. Let's be Never real. Considered do you, do you, Never considered that. Do you that. get that kind of Do you get that kind of wet? Do you get soaked? <laughs> uh, like your belt, your belt, your belt is like this thick. You know what I mean? Like a, how, how much water is Milton on is it? Milton is the guy push? that every time his belt comes off, he stops and puts it back. I on. feel like I should just shut up and just read the rest. <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> this is this is a serious question. We yeah. got to get to it. I I wash it. Maybe once a week, I'll train usually two days during the week, two open mats on the weekend. You know, he's open seven days a week. So four days, I'm usually going to wash it at least once that week. Now, sometimes I throw it. Junior saying you wash it every day. From sometimes I throw it, I throw it down now. There's open mat on Saturday. Oh, a, a, a no gi on Saturday. There's an, uh, he washes his belt it's three on days, days. It's three days of gi and one day. Of, <laughs> so I usually just throw it downstairs. Sometimes 
forgot to throw it in the wash. I grab it and I just put it in my bag and I go to the gym. It's oh, it's always been about hygiene. Milk and washes. Never ever considered that it. Oh, on it's nogi days. Somebody's gonna look at it and go, it's worn. So I, you know, now I guess now I can't wash yeah, my no, mouth anymore. It's, it's uh, sorry, everybody. Is no, no, no. There's 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 an old. That's why it's an old myth because there's a lot of guys that used to do that back in the days. They would do it on purpose. Mm, okay. They would get a belt wash and it, just wash it, wash it, wash it, and then you know show up to class pretty often and not train that much, but yeah. wash their belt a lot. And then, you know, they're always kind of like, you know, letting the instructor know. But like, yeah, man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Because some people well, are there just for one reason. Yeah. Sure. They're to just, get about. They're just there to get promoted. Felipe's yeah. not letting me get away with it. Felipe's going to kick my ass before he gives me a belt. Yeah, I believe Good. it. But, uh, yeah. you know, man, I, I have, I've had two students over the course of, how long have we been open? Since 2008? 13 yeah, I've had I have two students over the course of 13 years quit because I didn't promote them. You believe that? Hmm. Higher belts or promote to higher belt or low, to like lower belt? Lower blue, belts, white to blue, 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 blue. Two. There were two blue belts, and I'm gonna not mention their no, names. No, 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 of course not. But two blue belts that um, both weren't my students to begin with. Then they came to me. They started training at my gym, and when they showed up, they weren't blue belts to begin with, right? They were like bad already. They were white belts. They were blue belts from somewhere else. Yeah. So I said, no problem. You know, you're going to work through it to get to there. And then they stayed there for another three or four years. And they never they never progressed. They One, they, I'll give you an example of these two gentlemen. They, they were very famous for doing these two exact same things. And it's funny. They would show up late, which I don't bother anybody about showing up late. Because I, warm -ups. I would rather you show up late. I'd rather you show up late than not show up at all. Right, that's my motto. I'd rather you show up late than not show up at all. Then they would show up late. They would skip warmups. They wouldn't even drill right. Half the time they would like do the drill, and I'd be like, "Hey, man, you're doing it wrong." They're like, "Yeah, but I like it this way." And I'd be like, "Oh, you're that guy. Cool." <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Again, I'm not that guy. I'm not. Sure, I, sure. Just, I became so much more subtle that I'm just like I used to be really mean about that guy. I'd be, I, I would be, you know, like I had that old school mentality of like, "Oh, really? It's like that, huh?" And then I just teach them a, uh, yeah. some sort of lesson in the process. Nowadays, I'm just like, man, you do you, man. You got this, you know? You're on your way. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. You do you, bro. You know? Like, you got this. Keep it. Keep going. I like this. See how, see just how, keep being a membership. Okay? Just keep, see how far you get with that. And then when they don't get nowhere, and they're like, oh, how come this is not happening? I'm like, well, because of all these things that I've been saying and you haven't been really listening, it's going in one ear and out the other, you know? But yeah, they eventually they came to me and they were like, "I need to get promoted," and I was like, "You need to get better." Like, you, you <laughs> I never even thought Bro, at one time. No, never right. thought about serious. asking for promotion. No, it's so serious. And I was just like, "Wow!" Like, and then they were like, "Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I'm not in the right place." I'm like, "Maybe you're not." You know, like, yeah, yeah. No hard feelings, bro. Good luck. Yeah. You know, like you can keep it moving. You know, yeah. like, but you know. And then funny enough, this one guy, one of the two. I don't know about the other one, but one of the two. No, actually, I know about the other one. The other one stopped. He became a boxer. And then one of the two spent another four years somewhere else, and then he got his purple belt. And I was just like, man, he must have put in work to get that thing. Because he was with you for a few years, yeah. and then he went someplace else for yeah, a Yeah, he, he must have spent another four years just to get that purple belt. And, and and I'm glad for him. You know, I'm happy that somewhere else somebody felt like he deserved that. But I keep thinking, like, bro, if it took you that long to get to purple belt, imagine how long it's going to take you to get the black belt. You know, because, you know, it's not even about the belt. I believe it's more about the moral compass that you bring to sure. training, right? It is. Like yeah. the moral compass yeah. of like, 
you're you're supposed to do a certain amount of things and when somebody tells you like hey you're doing this wrong you're not going to turn to the guy who has the world of experience at his hands telling you hey you're doing it wrong you're going to tell him like no 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 this is how i do it you know like yeah. you're not you're not ready you know <laughs> it's, it, the, it's ego ego is holding you back it's huge right? yeah. yeah huge and it's just the, the ego to ask somebody that question you know like exactly come on man you're really gonna go to that extreme like all right you know at least i, I remember i was already kind of in the right track i was like man that's awesome yeah you're not ready yeah. but uh don't wash your yeah. belt I can't now. That's I a cons- I just say, told you know what? I think, and that's I a matter of fact. That's a consensus, should, right? I, I, that's a consensus in the in I'm the Rocha gonna, household, right? So we could probably go with four. Yeah, I, I don't think. On that box I don't think. Either. Yeah, Achilles has a hard time even washing his gi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think. That. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? My, like, oh my god! My, I, I'm going to change my biggest regret in jujitsu. My biggest regret in jujitsu was sitting next to Wagner Rocha and telling him that I washed my belt. Because now I'm, I, feel a little, I feel a little bit of shame no, right now. You, wait, you know, you know <laughs> what you do? You do you, know, you, you, know, you, know, you know, Yeah, hey! You know, what you, you know what you do now? Buy two other belts, brand new, and just put them on. Start wearing, wearing them. Like, what? that belt means absolutely nothing. Eventually, you're going to change it. You're going to get a new one anyways. You know what I mean? So just buy another one. Buy another color. Buy a, I mean, buy another color. Buy another belt. <laughs> buy another belt. You know, something different. You know, buy another belt and just rotate the, rotate the belts. And if somebody asks me, like, man, I got three belts, four belts. Like, you know, and when I when I... When I feel like one's dirty, I'll go wash it. You know, well, I can't wash it anymore. No, but if you have one, if you have one belt and you wash that belt all the time, yeah, I got to do what he says. He, it's, lazy, it's, he says, lay it out in the sun. The sun kills everything. Put it outside. Yeah, Keep that the sun. The, the sun helps. The sun <laughs> helps. It gives some color. The sun helps just as bad. Yeah. With with fading it too. Oh yeah, yeah oh, it's bad. Oh, it's cheating right there too. <laughs> What do you no. tell me to do, Junior? Hey, man. <laughs> the only place, you, bro. You do you. The only place. <laughs> That's going to be a meme. I want to make that. You do you. <laughs> awesome. right, you, you give somebody good advice and they say, no, no, I know. You're like, Peace. there you go. <laughs> We're going to wrap up. Okay. Do you want to shout out? Do you have any sponsors? Anybody you want to say hello to? Thank for, say thank you to whatever. Uh, this, yeah. is your, this is your time. I mean, I, I always have my usual sponsors, um, Tatami Fightwear. You know, they uh, provide me all my gear for no gi. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, go check them out. I promise you, whatever you wear, it's probably the best quality gi or, or no gi you'll ever buy. It's by far the best I've ever worn. Um, and uh, Fighter's Choice is a supplement company that uh, I'm a uh, bit partnered in and, uh, and helping uh, grow. So if you're not familiar with it, check that out as well. And, uh, and uh, our crew down here in South Florida, we, we run South Florida. South Florida is ran by Fight Sports. Yes, it is. And uh, we, you know, it's, this is a home base. If you're unfamiliar with uh, one of the schools or you live near one, go check it out. Not only will you find yourself training in the best school possible, but you'll find the best people around you, you know. And that's, that's what, you, what you want, you know. You want to be surrounded by people who have uh the right intentions um they're not there just to train with you and and beat you up but they're there to help you grow and become better people and there you go we'll leave it there hang out for me for one second we're going to do just a little bit of housekeeping appreciate you guys coming on thank you fafa 
Last you minute so addition to thank the podcast. You thank awesome. you. Appreciate you for, for, for joining us. So a uh, shout out to our Patreon podcast sponsors, uh, including uh, some of our gym sponsors, Carlson Gracie Winterhaven and Winterhaven, Florida. CJ, oh, excuse me, CGWinterhaven.com at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven on Instagram. Also Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Lauderdale. Carlson Gracie Broward County.com and on Instagram at Carlson Gracie Broward County. Uh, also John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. JohnWayMartialArts.com and at JohnWayMartialArts. Uh, Robert Walker, Frank House, Wolsey Rivera, Boa Athletics, at, under, at BOA underscore athletics on Instagram. These are all of our uh, individual pod, uh, Patreon sponsors. Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tavar, James Fisher, CJ Carroll, Mission 22. We love them. Chuck Reddor and Roberto Santiago. If you'd like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. You join and you're automatically entered to win uh, up to $100 in jujitsu swag every single month. Anybody that we, uh, that we, if we use their question on the show, they also go into this pool. So every month we do a $100 giveaway. That's awesome. All right. So um, at jujitsu dummies, for all the ways you can watch, listen, support, and donate to our scholarship program, we award one new scholarship we're going to try to award at least one every three months now uh, we've got two sponsored athletes right now but uh if you donate we're going to you know continue to award scholarships to veterans first responders and just amazing kids doing really cool things all right check out the podcast store at jujitsudummies.shop you get 15 percent off with code jjd we have ranked rash guards uh face shields t-shirts backpacks coffee mugs get free shipping on orders over 50 bucks uh, this is a, this is a big one here because we've got a little extra announcement for We Defy. Uh, we want to thank the We Defy Fo Foundation for their support, but they're actually doing a gala in Dallas in September. Uh, they're looking for silent auction sponsors, so click the link in the bio or in the podcast description, and please donate if you can. The podcast store is going to put up a five hundred dollar gift card. For, uh, for a podcast store. Uh, big shout out again to Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. At jvegajr.com. Wagner Roach. Uh, BJJ. BJJ. <laughs> and Wagner Rocha Martial Arts. And yes. Wagner Rocha Martial Arts. On Instagram. I know that one. Yep. At Fayatuza. On Instagram and at faithfully fully me on TikTok. I'll put them. In, I'll put them in the bio <laughs> in the description of the of the, the podcast TikTok as well. TikTok famous. TikTok famous. Four hundred thousand. You're did our first. You say? You're our first no, TikTok no, famous. No, three something. Oh, three. Oh, she's she's <laughs> almost she's almost at four hundred thousand. Three sixty eight. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm at four hundred and fifty. We're rounding up. It's close to four hundred. Well, awesome. Listen again. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I appreciate you. Coming out. Thank you, Fafa. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Take care, everybody. Team, don't wash your belt, baby. And it is hot.